there it is, ladies and gentlemen. The start of Jibberfish 2019. Whoa. It took a lot longer than expected, though. I will say that. Uh, surely that, hopefully that's not going to be an allegory for uh, 2019 itself. I think if that's a metaphor, it means erectile dysfunction. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Well, this may be a troubling metaphor for our dicks in 2019, <laughs> but we're here to talk jibberfish, aren't we, Dom? We are here. <laughs> Indeed, in 2019, Happy New Year to my fellow podcast hosts. Yeah, yeah. Shaking hands. First tweeted about first. two weeks in. Yeah, two weeks in. Uh, <laughs> Never <laughs> understood the importance of the first tweeting thing. I always got told that I was good luck, that if you were, if you were the dark-haired child huh. and you came to someone's door, I don't know, apparently me and my two older brothers were always good luck. But you're Scottish, you're statistically speaking going to be dark-haired. Yeah, I I never got it. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to. My thought when I was that age was just it's one in the morning. I want to go to bed. <laughs> I've yes. been up since six. <laughs> I want to go to bed. That's the thing for me as well. As it was, um, it was always Damn, that's delicious. <laughs> it was always it first thing in the morning. Afterwards, like we would leave, like the bells one o'clock in the morning. You go to bed. Yeah, wake up at like seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, let's go visit grannies. Let's go visit grandpas. Let's go visit people. Yeah. Let's go round for far too much food at some yeah. relative's house that was what you did that was first footing but talking to like older relatives they're like no 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 you go around at midnight the fuck <laughs> yeah we, we did that we did that quite a lot in, in my family it would always be the minute the bells would be like because my thing was always you'd stay up for the bells <laughs> Jeez, that is gassy <laughs> don't even edit that out <laughs> we, should, we should probably explain that uh, Dom and I have cracked open some bottles of King Cobra which is a double fermented beer currently sitting at about 7.5%. I had a wrestling match with mine. Dom is having gas problems with his. Yeah, it's good. I, should, I should also um, mention that, obviously, given the time of the year, it is everyone, everyone has New Year's resolutions. Mine was to try and drop some weight. Okay. Well, I, made, I made two, both of which I think are fairly feasible. One, I'm going to drop some weight, and you know that involves drinking less Monster, which is going to be fucking tough for me. But it's actually been going not too bad. I've been drinking a lot more water. Mm. And therein lies the problem. I've had nothing fizzy for the past three weeks. <laughs> this is hitting my stomach hard. It is delicious beer. But it's just kind of going, oh, you've not had you've not had anything carbonated in a while. Up it comes. And the uh, second was to get my driver's license. All right. So I'm good. finally going to... And it, the reason why that this has kind of hit me, because I've always thought it was something that I would get to, but I had to renew the photo on my uh, provisional. Provisional, yeah. That kind of hits home. It's, like it's been 10 years since I got my provisional. It's time oh, to yeah. get that motherfucker updated. And then it just kind of hit me. I mean, at the age of 27, yeah. it's probably something that I should have got done already. Yeah, I know that feeling. And it's just... And because we live in different towns, it's buses and taxis are fucking unnecessarily expensive. Or it's a one-hour walk, roughly. Yeah. I did it this morning, actually. Went up to grab uh, something left over from like Christmas and New Year's at my parents. I was like, I need to go for a walk this morning because I'm not feeling too great. Left the house and they just bolted up the road. Yeah, I was like, oh man, this isn't this isn't hour. This is this an hour gone. Yeah, this is an hour of my life. day just yeah. disappeared. But uh, I think to combat that and until I get my my license when it starts getting into the sort of lighter nights, and when it starts when I start getting some more money behind me, I'm just gonna 
finally get around to upgrading my bike and throw some lights on that so I can finally make it all road worthy and shit. Yeah. I uh, I actually forgot to bring this out. Um, I got you, at a, as an aftermath of last uh, week's episode where there was a bit of an audio issue, found out that it was because your mic was facing the wrong way. That's Not entirely sure how we did that, but I have since checked to make sure it is correct. Um, turns out there's little marks and stuff that you can see quite easily and an idiot would miss. <laughs> Which, in setting up the podcast, I immediately become an idiot because I'm like, I could do this, 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 and this. And uh, today we tried out uh, using OBS capture software for the, uh, the the audio and physical, but for some reason I have no audio, despite the fact I've been streaming using the exact setup for the last three or four days with zero hitches. Yeah, so it's, hmm. it's usually me. Maybe I have some kind of electromagnetic field that just surrounds yeah. me that cuts out certain but not all <laughs> electrical equipment. But the other thing we considered was that there might actually be a bit of an echo uh, coming off you just because I think the way we angle ourselves in the mics, hmm. like I put myself the mic and then you're in a direct line so I, you take, you take some of the reverb away from that wall there which hmm. helps things out. But notice that you have your mic at a slightly different angle than mine and so I got a shield ages ago never had a stand for it so i went and bought myself big ass stand which was horribly misdelivered so uh, i'll present to you your very belated new year's slash christmas gift so yeah oh cool so uh, now well colin setting this up i think i just need to vamp uh i'm gonna put out a bit of put a bit of message on the twitter uh if you've got any new year's resolutions out there that are that you're actually going to stick to put them up on the twitter let us know what your uh, new year's resolutions are None of this bullshit, oh, new year, new me, I'm going to go to the gym. No, you're not. You're going Get to go there my for fucking th- gym. You're going to go there for the first week, you're going to piss off the people that actually go to the gym, and then you're going to go back home, order yourself a Domino's, and then let the whole sad cycle repeat. Prove me wrong, motherfuckers, prove me wrong. More than happy to see the guys that, you know, prove you wrong. Yeah, uh, it's, fucking tell me about it. Uh, if you see a big person in the gym, never shit talk that person, no. even laugh at that no, person. No, 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 no. Just let that person run on the treadmill. Let that person do stuff they've never really oh, pushed yeah, yeah, themselves yeah. before. If anything, encourage these people. That is a person fixing themselves. Yeah. Let I that person do their thing. I will never like, shit talk anyone. The only people that I'm tempted to shit talk are the gym rats. <laughs> when you see the gym rats in there and they're sitting there with 20 or 25 kilo on each hand and they're doing it, instead of doing it in unison, like in right hand and left hand in it and just doing it out of sequence. See, gym rats don't go that hard. Gym rats go for the 12s. Yeah, you know, the twelve and fifteen kilo dumbbells, and they just sit and flap away like a yes. hundred miles an hour, and then all of a sudden they're like, I'm "Done, yeah, yeah. fucking shredded." There oh, it is, God, all that bullshit. And you do get some really shredded gym rats, but at the same time, fuck off, mate. Yeah, <laughs> but you find that most of the gym rats are, I'll give them their due. I'll say they're about fifty percent, no, it's sixty percent muscle, forty percent Eastern European supplements. <laughs> <Most> <laughs> A lot of people just using using whatever they can to try and make themselves buff. And just, oh, these are these are amino acids. They they basically morph to anything in your body. Yeah, sure, but you're taking them with milk and porridge mixed in with a protein shake. All you're going to do is shit that out. Yeah, it's um, it's the it's creatine. Yeah, creatine is readily available from like Holland and Barrett's you know, and other like drug superstores like Boots. I yeah. think has it now. It's nuts. Yeah. Like, dude, that's not great for you. No, it's <laughs> really not great for you. Although, it works short term, but yeah. it does have long term effects. Yeah. See, one thing I always looked to take for sort of meal replacements was a uh, protein powders. And I use I, whey protein. It's quite good. I used to I used to use whey, used to use whey protein, but I don't know what the hell it is because of you know problems with my stomach. I can't 
anything that's just going to sit there. Specifically, the protein powders were just messing with my stomach. Hmm. It wasn't a case of, you know, cabin doors to manual, everything's out. Yeah. It was a case of, oh, right, I, it feels like I'm hibernating because everything's just that bunged up. Do you not have any issues with milk? No, not at all. Hmm. It's weird because whey protein obviously comes from milk, so hmm, it's a dairy product. Yeah, it's, it's not dairy. I, I did switch to having protein with water. All right. And that just tastes nasty. Yeah, yeah. I've actually never looked at that and said, you know, this is really use. Yeah, <laughs> it's disgusting. I could really use less flavor. In my, I use like uh, fully skimmed milk, so yeah. it's like the 0% fat stuff. Yeah, that was the stuff I used to use, but then I started playing merry hell with my stomach, so I thought, well, that's, this mm. is another thing that's probably to be pushed to the wayside, <laughs> like Subway, like fucking everything. I actually Buffalo try. wings, I've been adding on that list as well. I just found buffalo wings this year. Buffalo sauce is, mm, it's fucking tasty. Oh, that's can't, so good. can't eat it anymore. That just, was off the list fast. Yeah. It's fucking, it's not even that spicy. Like you're eating it, mm. there's a little bit of a tang, not much, just a tiny bit of a tang. But all of a sudden, my frightened 90 year old man's stomach just goes oh no get rid of that shit <laughs> violently <laughs> intense yeah. I I've Violent. never really I've met never really met somebody with that bad a condition of like buffalo wings aren't that spicy yeah. they've got cayenne in there yeah there's a bit of cayenne in there but yeah yeah I, it's, it's probably because I didn't experiment with spice that much I've never really been a big experimenter with spice we, we just chuck buckets of that stuff in yeah <laughs> it's unfair to my mother who is like not that into it Whereas me and my brother's like, what's the dumbest thing we could eat? Hmm. And can we throw ghost peppers on it? Hmm. Yeah, let's use something that the Mexican police weaponize. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the... Uh, I just start with the gym. I've not been to the gym in the last couple of weeks because I've been dealing with what I think might be my first allergic reaction to something. Okay. Speaking of weird bodies, uh, I think I'm allergic to a brand of uh, clothing uh, conditioner that I've been using recently. Fabric softener? No, 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 just like I've got like all-in-one tablets. Oh, right. And I That's why you don't eat them, numbnuts. <laughs> they are tasty. They are colourful. They make me see the rainbows. Leave me alone, Dad. Well, I'm not supposed to eat this. I know 2018 was the Tide Pod Challenge, but I mean, now the sophisticated gentlemen are about the scene. We could be able to just indulge in this nonsense. You see the, you see the most recent challenge that the internet's came up with? No. The, was it the Bird Box Challenge? People are just blindfolding themselves for an entire day. Netflix had to put out a statement saying, guys, thank you for endorsing the movie, but don't hurt yourself. I, uh, I'll i get back to that because I just finished watching yeah. Bird Box. Um, like, as you were walking in the room, um, but I have, like, I've got this weird thing going on with the skin. You can see there's, like, weird red blotches all over. Yeah. yeah. As everywhere over my upper body. And that's what makes me think it's the conditioner because if it was, like, new soap or anything that I got for mm. Christmas, it'd be everywhere. And it's not there. Thank fuck. <laughs> it's just, um, it's just the there's a moment of, hey, I've got weird blotchy marks done. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. fuck. I fucking missed that one. <laughs> that could have ended horrible. Honestly, just like checking yourself out going, is it down there? Is it on my balls? <laughs> Am I going to have to go to a doctor and say, doctor, I have red blotchy marks everywhere. Pause for a second and then say, Even yes, <laughs> everywhere. Uh, but no, I've managed to avoid it. So I think it's a uh, conditioner I've used because I swapped over another brand from one that I always use. So oh, it's on sale. I'll give that you a go. Just give that a shot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad, 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 bad idea. So it doesn't itch that much. It just it's there, and it kind of annoys me that like I've just covered my entire upper body in weird blotchy marks. So that's fun, but I'm just making sure it's not. I'm I'm sure it's the conditioner. I'm sure it's the like fabric softener, or whatever the hell they've put in there. 
I just don't want to go to the gym in case it's not. I just give everyone a staph infection. Yeah, you so. just give everyone some kind of horrible rush. Yeah, not going to be that guy. Yeah. It's actually, one people, quite a lot of people say, oh, I'm allergic to this food and I'm allergic to that food. But I've never heard many people say that. Most I've heard from people is they say they're allergic to certain kind of soaps and things like that. Because mm-hmm. I used to work with a guy when I was a chef who was deathly, like proper skin breakout, like scabs and blood and stuff like that, to a properly allergic to... Um, Free liquid. Oh, right. And he was a dishwasher. <laughs> oh, shit. Because right, I'd, I'd finished cooking for the day, and I was only a, I was only a commie, a commie chef, which is the kind of under chef. Mm. Like I'd do the kind of starters, breakfast, that kind of thing. Vegetable prep. Yeah, pretty much. What's the vegetable prep? Lots of just, uh, I cut the peppers, <laughs> I cut the onions, I cut the carrots, that kind of shit. Just mindless, <laughs> mindless work. Occasionally, they would say, Dom, we're going at the back for a smoke. Can you, can you deal with the monumental task of making the butter? For the chips, but for the fish, oh, I don't. I think I can do that, boss. Anyway, <laughs> I would always ask him, like, because I bring over all my my knives and stuff at the end. It's like, right, can you clean these up? Uh, chefs need them for the next service. All like, oh, right. Did you? He would always ask, did you get around to getting the new soap in? And I went, I've asked. Yeah. Like, you'd see him up to about the elbow, just completely crimson. Shit. And we always said, right, you can put these gloves on, and it wasn't a case of just. You know the kind of cow insemination gloves that go right up? Yeah. They looked like them, but they were bright yellow. So these were marigolds that went right <laughs> up to the elbow and I went, this is all we can do for you. I went, this is just fucking embarrassing. I get ripped, like the people ripped the piss at me and said, but it's going to help. Went, so this might give you a chance that, you know, yeah. helping your skin out. No, his reaction was, fuck this, I quit. I said, well, that's what you want to do, mate. <laughs> Fair, but at the same time, like, we're trying to help you out here. Yeah, well, we're giving you something, the new soap's on the way, but no, fuck it, I quit, I'm not wearing bright yellow gloves that are going to stop my skin breaking it. Fucking idiots. Mate, take the hit. Yeah. <laughs> if it comes to, like, medical to, or social, yeah. like, go for the medical. Yeah, I had to do the I had to do the same thing when I worked down at a, a factory, a fairly notorious factory in Bowness. Mm-hmm. You you dodged that bullet. Yeah. Because uh, you, you've only really worked the same... Two places. Yeah, you've worked at Argos. Yeah. And... The lab, yeah. The lab, yeah, I had to kind of bounce around and find a few jobs. My first job was working down at Cal. Uh, it was the factory is called Caledonian Produce. Bleep that if you want. <laughs> I but, think we will. I think we will. But if we're um, about shit talking, I think we will. Yeah, and it was known as uh, we used to call it the shunk. And uh, probably gonna bleep that too. Uh, ble- feel free. <laughs> but uh, now working there was just horrible, and you always had to because I had I grew the beard quite early. I always had to wear a beard snood, and because of the way my beard grew, yeah, the beard snood stopped right here, and there was still the rest of the beard to grow down. So they were two beard snoods because my beard was that bushy. <laughs> and I could there was days when I would go into the, I would go into our, my department, and they would say, "Right, Dom, get the beard snood on." Fuck. There was days I just thought this is embarrassing. I'm going to quit, but no, I stuck it out, and I I kept going because I I liked money. I like the idea of you just with overlapping fields of snood to cover the beard. <laughs> yeah, it was because there was one that went from the moustache down to the chin. Yeah. And then there was one that went from the chin down to the base of my neck yeah. just to cover the rest of it. And it looked like it looked like something was trying, it was like a helmet or something. Like it was just trying, because every so often you just see the kind of crack here. Yeah. Move, it looked like something was trying to devour me from the neck up. See, I think the, uh, the same thing you have where the, the beard comes right down the neck. Yeah, I have to, I have to actively fight that by just shaving yeah. At a certain point. I was going to ask, do you do that as well? Because I, I trim a line because I'm very conscious yeah, of the I, fact that I'm a large, heavy set white guy who likes anime with a beard that goes out yeah. of his neck. I'm like, uh, no, please. Yeah, I, I I actively take it to a certain line and just cut it across. I did have a straight razor. 
All right. That helped a lot because it was even all the way across because you just, it would just be, there was no, like if you hit here, maybe the blade pokes up or something, it was always just like straight down. It made it a lot easier. But that thing blunted and I had to get rid of the blade. And since then, I've just had the handle of a straight razor. I've not been able to find any replacement blades for it. Yeah, probably for legal reasons in Scotland. We've got very tough knife laws. Yeah, but if you go down to a, a, a certain barbers in Bonnes, yeah, again, really good barber, gives it decent haircut for about nine quid. I just realised I'm recommending a hairdressers to a bald man. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can pick up a straight razor for I've five got pubic quid. Hair. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to ask him. You can, can straight I, razor that. Go in, can I get a straight razor? And he will charge you five British pounds for a straight razor. Not bad. It's pretty good. No, but it's not it's, bad. Then you realise that it's kind of a knife that he's selling <laughs> a few, few Sweeney Todd looking shifty motherfuckers going up it going, now look what I got with the hairdresser. <laughs> yeah, I just realised that entire story is predicated on me recommending a hairdresser to a bald man. <laughs> Unless you want to go and get the beard sorted. See, see, the thing is, uh, all, all I do is like, if I want to change the the feel of the the hair, uh, the head right now, just change the the set of blades, put on a new set of blades, smooth. <laughs> Incidentally, that was the first place that I tried uh, getting the nose hair pulled. Oh no! Because I was trimming my mustache once, and then <laughs> there was a hair poking out, and I went, "Nope, not ready for that." Pulled it out, and my eyes started to water, and I went, "No, I'm going to get a haircut, so I'll get it done then." And what they do is they get two little um. Sort of tongue, but like tiny little tongue depressors. They can look like coffee stirrers. Okay. Two little like, wooden sort of dipsticks almost. They cover them in a certain kind of wax and you just shove that in your nose. And they just rip it from there. Yeah, they just rip it straight out. The Afterwards, you're sitting there, your eyes are streaming tears, just going, Thank you. I can smell everything now. The only thing with that is that you need those nose hairs. Yeah. You need them to help move stuff out of the nose and to catch stuff from going up and in the throat. Yeah. So that's why we'd never really recommend that. You could get it trimmed. Get like yeah. those little nose hair trimmers, or the the ear hair trimmers. Yeah. I'm not I looking use, forward to that. I used the, I used the nose hair trimmers now. But they just shove that up that there again. just to shorten everything. Yeah. But also, do you know how they wax balls? I don't want to know how they wax balls. <laughs> wax balls sounds like a terrible rapper. Smooth as eggs. I just to give like a Dave Chappelle joke of smooth as eggs. <laughs> he was he said I wanna go I wanna be so rich I can Botox my nuts flat. <laughs> You've just got smooth all Take all the wrinkles out, just Botox the shit out of it. <laughs> it's gonna cost me millions, but I wanna be smooth as eggs. <laughs> I just keep thinking of smooth as eggs all the way through the bald conversation. I'm like, mm, smooth as eggs. Smooth as eggs. Um but no, they they take the balls, put them in the wax. Let it harden and just crack it and rip. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like, it's like some of the videos that you see on uh, YouTube now, it's when people go to the Turkish barbers and they get that black wax put around their face. Right. It's to catch any sort of out of place hairs on the forehead. Or oh, yeah, it's like a really fine, it mixes with everything, it catches yeah. all the shit and opens and up all the pores and stuff. When you rip that out, it goes for everything. You know, Beard hairs, spots, it just rips the full thing out and you get people... On these videos, she's shouting and swearing at the top of the lungs, going, fuck, no, get it off, this fucking heart. <laughs> Just, why do you do that then? Then you see fully grown men getting their goddamn eyebrows done. No. Why is that? I have a friend, right? A very, very, very metrosexual friend who uh, we were talking about. He just asked me randomly, how often do you get your hair cut? And I went, about every eight weeks or just when it starts to get too long or something. I don't really yeah. track it. And he went, cool. I get mine cut every two weeks. And I went, that's too much. That's way too much. Four, okay. It was a yeah. bit vain, but yeah, two. No, I, every two weeks, is just because I want to look good. And I was like, right, okay, if that's you, do you. Again, it's not hurting anybody. He's not being a dick. But uh, I went, I'll get my eyebrows done as well. And I went, okay, that's, I need to rip you for that. You're not going to wear that. 
I went, oh yeah, they do the full thing. They get the they they say, cut like tease a little line out there, and they get rid of all the top one, make it all uniform, and then they get the the little thin wire out, and they pluck the little unsightly hairs. And I went, my mum gets that done. <laughs> <laughs> my sister-in-law gets that done, and if when my niece gets old enough, she'll probably get that done. And he went, why are you trying to shame me? <laughs> <laughs> because you're a man getting your fucking eyebrows. Why? <laughs> he went. Oh, I'll get my monobrow wax as well. And I went, you're really not fucking helping your case here, dude. Like, everyone gets the monobrow kept in check. We yeah. need to do that. We're hairy men. <laughs> yeah, I need. I get the... But I just... It's a razor. That's it. I take the, I, just take the Gillette and go... Yeah. Up, bang, it's done. just a little bit. Yeah. Takes no time at all. You don't need to get that fucking thing waxed. I have a massive head. I just use the thing regular, like, just yeah, hold just, it flat and then just whoosh, up the top. I just kind of like, get in there and shave. <laughs> I said it doesn't take you fucking two seconds. Ugh. But I asked him, what's the price of your regular haircut? Because mine's is nine quid. I get the same thing done every time. I was going to say, like, a, a two-week haircut, and but also getting the eyebrows done, that's going to be at least a 10 oh, or 12 it's, quid. It's more. Because no. he gets his beard shaped. He gets the... He's kind of a hairy dude, kind of like me. He's got hairs that come up in the back of it. He gets all those trimmed. He gets the nose hair done. He gets the ear hair done. And I went, right, you've told me what you've got done. How much does it cost you? And he went, well, I've been going there a while. When I first started, it was about 26 quid. Now I'm on about 25 and I went, you spend my phone bill getting your fucking haircut. And I went, oh, I'll make this much money and I'll tell you off mic how much this fucker makes. He can afford to do this shit. But still, damn that. Still, I was working at a tenner, roughly. I was like, if it was just a haircut, it'd be about a tenner. Yeah, that's every two And that weeks. was still 260 quid a year. If he was in America, he'd have to write off a tax deductible for haircuts. <laughs> but now I'm trying to do the math on it being 25 and I'm now coming to about 650 quid it's ri- a it's year. ridiculous. That is, damn son. <laughs> 650 quid a year is, it's too much. I mean, I, I spend about, because I've been going to the same hairdresser for quite a while. It started off at uh, £10, then it's just been getting less and less now. I think I pay about 850 because I've been going there for a long time. Yeah. £9 if I'm getting, you know, if I decide to get them shaped a beard. Which I don't usually do because I do the beard. The beard is on me. Yeah. Because no one else does it right. They cut it too short and then I look like I'm fucking back in high school. I'll right. deal with the beard. But yeah, I've never had to pay anything more than £10 for a haircut. Even mm. when I went through Edinburgh and certain sort of Turkish barbers there, I've never paid anything more than £10. The fact that you're a dude they might have, I'm making this realizing. expenditure yeah. every two weeks. I'm now thinking they might have like expenses I've saved because I've never been to a barber yeah that's just ridiculous I've never like exactly had you are. sat and crack out the numbers <sighs> shit I, it, that's a habit almost yeah it's I mean I spend I get I can't really comment because of the amount of money that I'm going to be spending on games this month but oh, I will yeah, say you me about that. one third of that is for someone else and the good thing is thanks to Amazon and game I'm saving about 40 quid because they dropped the price in some of them no. Which helps me out quite a fucking lot. I think the most I'm spending is £70. How far away are we from uh, Kingdom Hearts? From Kingdom Hearts 3, that is the 29th of January. Hmm. And then we've got Resident Evil 2 on the 25th of January. So, yeah, yeah I've got, I got some choices to make. But I think Resident Evil on the 25th of January is just going to be, I'm going to play that to completion. Yeah. Just fully focus on that. Because I know come February, March time, it's going to be back into coursework. So I'm going to get all my all Dom, the good things Dom, done now. Dom, you only need one kidney, mate. You only need one kidney. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm fine for money. <laughs> I'm good for money. But 
like I'm spending this. This is this is going to be. I, I just couldn't get over like ah like going on about the money. I couldn't couldn't get over that he spends that much money yeah. getting his haircut. How have you been getting on with Smash? Uh, I've actually kind of I don't know if it's just been that I played it so much when I first got it, but then but there's been a bit of a slowdown. Huh. There's been a bit of a slowdown. Um, I still play matches every so often, uh, just jumping online because it's on the Switch. You can get the Nintendo Switch online, which you now need to go online. All right. Yeah, which is, it's no excuse for having a very subpar service. Yeah, you're paying eighteen pound a year, which is pretty decent considering PlayStation Plus is fifty quid, maybe sixty actually. I can't really remember. And Xbox Live, which is the better service, is only forty. Yeah, I, it's I not even <laughs> funny how much better Xbox Live is compared to PlayStation Network. My uh, Xbox bill came off the week before Christmas. That was a nice surprise. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just need to go go, to, go buy those last minute gifts and wait a minute. How the fuck? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't like this. But yeah, no, it, having having all the next the current gen consoles, the Switch, the Xbox, and the PS4, it kind of puts me in a, a very nice position to pit them against each other and kind of see how they stack up. Yeah. PlayStation Four definitely stacks up in terms of single player experiences because they've got God of War, they've got. Um, I was going to say they've got Red Dead Redemption, but that's in the fun. That's both. They've got some good exclusives. Better be both, otherwise I've been playing something else. Yeah, you. <laughs> they've got some good games, but PlayStation's online service is dicks. Yeah, it's it's about ten pounds more than Xbox, but Xbox is just it's solid. I've never had a dropout in my fucking life playing on Xbox. I play on PS4 for uh, Street Fighter Five and games like uh, Guilty Gear, Xard, and a couple other fighting games. I constantly drop connection. But then I go on Xbox One, play some Dragon Ball Fighters. All I have to deal with there is fucking people that keep spamming Gotenks. Yeah. It's fucking <laughs> infuriating. The, the problem with placed, uh, problem with the Xbox is not the Xbox network, it's the people playing Xbox. Yeah, it's the people who fucking play it. Yeah. All the little, all the, noob, all the noobs that got their fucking Xboxes and Playstations and Switches for Christmas. Why do so many 12-year-olds have Xboxes? I don't know. Because they... Mom, I want a Fortnite game machine. Yeah, I want... Okay, I guess the Xbox is cheaper. I Fuck want it. buildy shooty game. Oh, fine, we'll get your fucking Xbox. But um, I was talking to my my big cousin, who is uh, the mother of four, one of which, or three of them are triplets. Okay. Uh, and they're fucking the most terrifying triplets on the planet. But uh, we're around there just before... They're coordinated, aren't they? They're very coordinated. Oh, shit. Scarily coordinated. <laughs> For example, uh, it's two boys and a girl. The girl slips and falls in the living room. The two boys are at the back in the, on the trampoline, come in and go, we hurt ourselves, can we come in now? <laughs> I genuinely want to just ramp it up and just spread the spread it out a bit more, but I think, I think no, they've got it down pat. Yeah. But uh, we're in there just before Christmas talking, like, we haven't seen the family in quite a while. And uh, one of the boys come up to me and said, uh, could, you, could you talk to mom? And I said, sure, child. No, I was going to say his name, uh, okay. sure, ch- sure, child. What is it? Anyway, can you tell my mommy that I really want an Alexa for, for Christmas? And I went, yeah, sure. What the? F- Did you just say you want an Alexa? Yeah. I went, yeah, I've seen the adverts. They look so cool. Can you talk to my mommy? I went, no. <laughs> Why do you want an Alexa? <laughs> oh, because it can do things for me. Do them yourself, you lazy little bastard. <laughs> This thing is the uh, I feel like the Alexas and the home devices. I think they may have already had a few instances like this. Are going to be that next like the kid just spends money somehow because it's all connected yeah. and it all buys stuff and there's no way of like parental verification. No, 
You get you can't just be like, okay, it needs to be somebody with a certain voice range, so you know it's an adult, yeah. like fully developed voice that says, "Order me four hundred V bucks or yeah, whatever." There's going to be some idiot kid that goes, "Oh, my Xbox doesn't work anymore." Alexa, order me an Xbox One X and three controllers. Order you one right now, sir. <laughs> Fantastic. It'll be delivered tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your parents have Amazon Prime. You get this deal for only thirty extra pounds. Great. Give me that too, Alexa. <laughs> I'd only be interested thinking about it I'd only be interested in Alexa if I could change the voice because I know me- there's certain regional ones yeah and you can change your regional voice so like if you're an Australian living in the UK yeah you can still have it use the Australian voice and apparently the region you select it helps deal with your voice better ah, right. so there so, better be a Scottish one I don't know I don't, know. I don't I actually know anybody who has one of those home listening devices yeah. just because of the whole I, paranoia we've all got about them yeah I know one person that has it but they've they don't really they don't really post about it so i assume it's okay it's not quite at the the sentient stage where it takes all your information and starts you know the, the thing is the americans house. have a lot more fun with it because they have much more modern houses yeah scottish houses are built in the 50s 60s yeah and it shows uh mostly because there's not an ethernet port anywhere in the house no mostly the, the low doorways yeah. as well <laughs> And uh, you've got to, like, if you have a modern home or a home that you can take apart quite easily, you can build a uh, almost sentient home. You can build a smart home with, like, yeah. smart meter readers and oh, stuff dude, like that. Dude, that's, that's what I want. I want yeah. a, a smart home. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's a great idea. It's a great way of, like, organizing stuff. As long as there's, like, a manual version of everything, though. Like, I still want to be able to override shit. Yeah, I still want to be able to... I don't want to have to walk in and go dim the lights. I, just, I want to be able to control that shit myself. Oh, yeah, if the, if the network goes down, if the Wi-Fi goes down, I still yeah. want to be able to use my house. I also don't want to live in a house without remotes. <laughs> I, I refuse to live in a house where I have to rely on someone be, or something to be able to pick up my voice saying, turn the television off. Nothing can be... I can't overstate the fact that I want to be able to just go up and click a button and turn it off. I will say, if you've ever used your phone as a remote, Netflix does it sometimes. You can pair your phone with whatever you're using Netflix mm. on and you can use that as the remote. Phenomenal. <laughs> just game changer. Just Not even just to have like a remote, but to have like your phone wired into shit. I'm like, damn, if I could get yeah, that, that to work on a bunch of stuff, I'll take that. I remember you could do you could do that with the Wii U. If you had your Wii U connected up to the your tv you could use the wii u gamepad as a t- uh, television remote all right so when we when i first when i got my first flat screen tv which i had to throw out because we were moving it we had to move it i was cleaning my room so i was moving it. i thought we we're gonna move this to a different place as we we're moving it off the stand it fell down and just not even just slightly cracked there was like a crack spider kind of web. going up at the proper spider web just going right through the thing yeah so i thought right gonna have to get a new one Got the new one, but it didn't come with a fucking remote, so I had to use my <laughs> the Wii U gamepad <laughs> to just type it out. Eventually, got a hold of the get a hold of the PC World that I bought the TV from and said, "Yeah, there's no remote with this." And he went, "Okay, we'll send you one out now." So, good customer service. Yeah. <laughs> well done, PC World. I, Why I, didn't you give me a job, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> the um, I, I, somebody asked me about that once because oh, you're a PC guy, Colin. Like, yeah, I, I, I know a couple of things. What uh, what's up? And they go, "You ever been to the PC World up the?" Up in Falkirk? He goes, yeah. I went there once to get my laptop and great. Seems fine. Not been there in a while though. What's up? He goes, I went up there to get myself a, a new laptop because mine broke. It's like 10 years old so don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, there was like 10 people there not doing anything. What? He goes, there was 10 staff just wandering around. Yeah, that's all they do. They just kind of orbit. Because I went for an interview there. They literally tell you to do what they call a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. You start at one corner 
at the sort of car phone warehouse and on the left. Yeah. Then you just go from corner to corner. Then you cut down the store. You cut along past the tills. You just keep walking around in this kind of 10-point Venn fucking diagram <laughs> until you eventually get get to go up to someone and say, can I help you? All right. Yeah. It's, it's pretty helpful, but at the same time, it's it's a lot of people doing nothing. Yeah. Can't be very efficient. It's very much not efficient. And you have to be trained to lift boxes. No, that's pretty standard. Yes, yeah. it's really frustrating with like health and safety to say. Uh, yeah, I know. For, it's nothing to do with lifting the boxes. It's the liability of the yeah. company. I just I don't like the fact that we now live in a society where you have to teach someone how to lift a box. I you have mind to so teach much. someone that you know lift with your knees, not with your back, because yeah. you're going to put that thing out. I wouldn't mind so much, but there's uh, situations where the lifting technique you're shown doesn't work correctly with the situation, like super heavy stuff at weird angles and stuff. Or weird, weird positions you've got to put yourself into to try and achieve the the correct air quotes lifting technique. I'm yeah. like, I can just deadlift this thing. Yeah, I just straight up I can just deadlift this thing, and we and can be done in thirty up. seconds. And you're just like, look, just stand back. I'll do it. What do you mean? Bang, done. Just, off. There you go. It's, it's in its place. Delivery um, sorted. We uh, <laughs> I actually had to shift an autoclave, and it's oh fuck, pretty big. So yeah. uh, just uh, an autoclave. If you don't know is a kind of self-controlled uh, like pressure cooker. So it's a lot of solid steel. <laughs> yeah. So I was, we had to clean them, we had to move them, we're doing part of deep cleaning because uh, this week we're being audited and uh, they can come in and check any part of the lab so we just need to make sure everything is clean. So we thought, oh, I wonder what's behind the autoclave is these days. can get a bit nasty behind there just because yeah. of the way things get cooked. Um, you can get any spillage and stuff. So I was like, how are we going to shift this? So we can take this apart. We can do some really intricate work and make sure the piping's all sorted. But it turns out we can't do that because there's uh, olives on the piping, which means it's not coming out. So I was like, I'm just going to push it. What do you mean? I'm just going to push it. <laughs> just, I'm going to take heard. this thing. I'm going to push it forward. And as long as it doesn't scrape too much, we'll be fine. He goes, you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah. watch this. <laughs> it's, it's a good moment of like, you get the old man muscle. Versus like the young guy, and you get to show the young guy what you would do. Like, like, stand there. I'm gonna do this. You're gonna watch. Okay, just make sure it doesn't tip. Nothing should tip. There's n- way too much space. There's like enough room for me to move and do this thing. But I'm just gonna do this. And you just kind of just, grunt and push stuff. Yeah, you just know? heave fucking hole and get this out <laughs> the damn way. Yeah. So I, I did that, and uh, yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun. Right? Just like, because then you, once you push it in place, like, hmm, I gotta pull it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I did not think this one through. Shit, 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 shit. It's a good point of uh, having both sets of muscles working, kids. Don't yeah. just train chest. Yeah, don't just do the one thing over and over again. The back is a thing. Treat it well. Also, I, now, I to, I, you just made me think of something there. Um, you asked me how I was doing with Smash. I have some news about Smash. Yeah. Uh, IGN recently put out a video saying apparently the, the full DLC roster has now been leaked. Okay. And the characters that they referenced were complete and utter horseshit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was there was one that actually stuck out in my head and think that made me think, you know what, this could actually be a possibility. And it's the main character, Erdrick, from the Dragon Quest games. Okay. Dragon Quest, yeah. which is drawn by Akira Toriyama. One thing I one thing that's made me think, right, so he's willing to put in one Akira Toriyama work but not the other. Like they're never going to put Goku in so this is going to be the closest you're going to get to Goku it could happen because Dragon Quest is getting a resurgence in Japan so Japan might look to Nintendo or sorry uh, Square Enix might look to Nintendo and say look we're trying to get more buzz about these games can we put Erdrick in Smash 
because they've yeah. done that with the far and it's a game character because that was yeah. the thing you, you told us last week it was no anime manga or like yeah. movie characters yeah, no anime no uh, manga no tv characters no movie characters so you're never going to see captain america or wolverine you're never going to see goku or vegeta and you're never going to see anything that's anything that's related to a manga or anime that mm-hmm. isn't already a video game you're never going to see them in there and you're never going to see waluigi fuck you <laughs> right waluigi <laughs> waluigi was a character that was made to give wario a tennis partner he wasn't meant to be in main, main game canon. The fact that he made it into other games was cool. But Waluigi, there's not enough unique about Waluigi to make him, to give him his own moveset. But surely now he becomes a twisted parody of Luigi, right? Yeah, that, that's kind of his main shtick now. But I think most people realise that Waluigi, or most people need to realise that Waluigi has no chance of getting into the game because he's already in the game as an assist trophy. I think we'll see some changes. I don't. I think we'll see. Uh, I think we we'll see some very. Long, <laughs> but I, I have several very long-winded worded letters ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna. You're really. Who may concern? You're really gonna bug Sakurai into putting this character in the game while he's on some island in the Bahamas with the Smash Bros. money. He's <laughs> <laughs> just drinking up. But uh, uh, there's Erdrick from uh, Dragon Quest. There was Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden. Right. Which again, it's. I don't even think there's a slight possibility of that character making it into the game because <laughs> Ninja Gaiden hasn't made it onto a Nintendo console in fucking years. Mostly because of the jiggle physics. Mostly because of the jiggle physics and the insane violence. Yeah. Uh, the one that is, I think, almost a fucking certainty at this point is Banjo and Kazooie from Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. Because it started off its legacy on Nintendo and then in Smash Bros. Ultimate, it's all about just honouring legacies, honouring video game legacies. Yeah. Ryu and Ken were in there because they have a fucking long history on Nintendo platforms, same with Mega Man. And the final uh, hinted DLC character, or the final data mined DLC character, was Minecraft Steve. <laughs> what made me realise that what solidified this as complete and utter fake was the fact that he has a, one of his skins, his alternate colours, was a Halo colour. You're never going to get that in a fucking Nintendo game. I don't know. I I, I, just, no. I think with there's been partnerships that have started because of stuff like Fortnite and Minecraft, yeah. where people want to play cross-platform, and I think that obviously with Sony is doing its own weird autistic screeching thing in the corner. Yeah. Um, no crossplay. No crossplay. No crossplay. <laughs> it makes the network insecure. You're the only people who've been hacked, and that was with your ultra secure network. Yeah, that was with your we're ultra safe bullshit. Uh, so yeah, you guys kind of fucking lost that one before you started um but no the, hey, you I know think... how microsoft were pioneers of crossplay you know xbox and pc they never got hacked <laughs> maybe there's something there I, I actually think that's windows i think there's something there's something in the like windows 10 that makes it is just giving it a little bit of an edge yeah uh, i think that's just a, a it's from a ground up like architecture level something is protecting xbox networks versus playstations so I think they're. I think Sony's building something on top of someone else's work, whereas yeah, Microsoft know the shit from the ground yeah. up. I think it's because Sony have only really ever done consoles and you know computers and things. Microsoft have done so many different software things that I think they just know how this shit works. Yeah. They know how to make it secure. They've been doing it for forty years as well. Yeah, I mean, you think when someone says to you, "What do you think about when you think of Sony?" You immediately think PlayStation. Vio TVs. Oh, the big Bravias. ass TVs is the first thing that yeah, comes to Yeah, the Bravias me. and stuff like that. Yeah. You think of Microsoft, you just think computers, servers, you know, 
storage, all that shit. You just think anything synonymous with a computer. Surprisingly frequent updates. Every time I want to turn off my yep. computer and go to bed. Every um, time you want to power down that laptop, it's just, oh, please update first, sir. I will say an SD hard drive cuts out a lot of the oh, bullshit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally speeds up. The, even the updates, I was like, I wonder if it'll actually have an effect. And then got my first big update and was just after I put the, the SD drives in my PC. I was like... Yeah. I was told there was the big one coming. I was like, what big one? It was the creative update, um, which is like the big one that introduced a lot of the crossplay features between a PC and an Xbox. Yeah. I was like, oh man, I wonder how big it's going to be. And we looked at me and the IT guy through the specs. It's a big fucking update. 30 seconds? Yeah, done in no time. <laughs> just, people always say if, if they buy, a, say, a gaming rig or something, it comes complete. No. Best thing to do for any new PC is throw an SSD in there. You're going to be yeah. so fucking thankful. I uh well actually my dad's laptop ate shit recently. So uh we actually took I took his hard drive out, copied a bunch of the stuff on it, like a spare drive, put it onto his new one that he got for Christmas. Hmm. And my mum was like, I don't know about laptops. What should I get him? I was half and half looking at like just a high speed hard drive yeah. and an SSD and I'm like, he doesn't do that much with a hard with a, a laptop. I should probably just go with the S- the yeah. normal hard drive. Um, just because it's, it's it's worth it if you're really going to use and abuse the shit out of that PC. Wait. But if you're not going to go all in on it, I would just say go for a really just decent speed hard drive. 7,000 RPM hard drive. Not hard to get. Does the job perfectly well. So I that's my PC corner. Yeah. Me. It's something I need. To, I still need to look into getting a new laptop, but I know that's not going to be even feasible until February. Yeah. Because the one that I have is just slowly but surely shit in the bed. It takes about a full five minutes to power up. Like yeah. You hit the button, you can go make a <laughs> cup of tea, go make some fucking toast or some breakfast or something, then it might even just slightly be close to ready. That was the moment I knew my laptop was fucked. Yeah, but I, can't, I still need to use it for uni, and yeah. I'm not going to be able to replace it until, like I said, February. So I'm thinking I'll just try and do the best thing, kind of plaster work. Have you actually considered an, SS, an SD drive? Yeah. On, uh, I, ha- on I think I ha- I've got one on my PC, just to kind of make that thing run a bit faster. But No, on the laptop. Yeah, I did it to mine. That's what boosted this thing back up to being a usable. Yeah, laptop. But th- it was a second-hand laptop. It was in fact, no, it's not even a proper laptop. It's a notebook. Oh, that right. Someone's boosted up the the hard drive space on. But I'm thinking it's getting to the point. It was second-hand. I've had it for five years. I think it's the time to get rid of it and get a new one. Time to take her out back and give her both barrels. Yeah, just <laughs> sorry, sir. I yeah. There's a certain point you got to just cut your losses and run. Yeah, my brother's considering a gaming PC, although he is being uh, recently waylaid by a broken controller. He broke his Elite controller. Oh, that's that's an expensive yeah. repair or an expensive replace. Only thing is, a couple of weeks ago, his Xbox shit the bed as well. Uh-huh. So he recently replaced his Xbox, which is the big black one that I've got sitting there, with a little white one. Oh, the very nice One S. Yeah, it's just they've replaced it. Like you no longer get that anymore. Yeah, if unless they've got one in stock and you specifically ask for yeah, it. Yeah, unless you go into, I think you can only get the original Xbox models if you go into a, a CEX or something. Yeah. You got to buy it second hand. Yeah, um, but he got the fucking the, tanks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that I, thing I, is huge. Yeah, not even uh, just that. Just, they are powerful machines. The uh, the the Xbox S though that he's got is adorable. Like it's, it's so much it's smaller. Just, uh, like, it's tiny. Damn. It's like a cute little thing. Yeah. Um, but then if you run them side by side with a PS4, Xbox is silent because they did the right thing of putting the power pack outside the fucking thing. No, the um and the S, it's inside. Since ah. Oh, yeah, because that was uh, something that was a guy at work who came up to me was, I went and bought my daughter uh, an Xbox. 
Yeah. But I got it from Germany. It's got the European plug, I said. Just get a kettle plug and stick it in because the adapter, like the power converter brick, mm. is inside. So now it's just straight wire into the Xbox. Yeah. See, that's what I can... It, I don't know if it'll run loud, but... It's not bad. Yeah. Like, he was on it. it was a new machine. It was only about four weeks old when I saw my brother's one. Hmm. But he was like balls deep in a Destiny raid and was like nothing. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, he, he got me that, or he got himself that, and I was like, get yourself the white uh, Elite controller. Hmm. The white one is actually cheaper than the black one is right now. All right. How much? The, I think the, the original one's about 100 and something. Ooh, it's about up from that. It's about 130. The white one's 105. That's not too bad. So that's 25 quid off, mate. Yeah. yeah. And it matches. It's a little bit of that color coordination. Yeah. <laughs> I actually need to get a new uh, Xbox One controller because the D-pad on mine doesn't work. Ooh. And I play a lot of fighting games, so yeah, you I need, need to get D-pad. that to work. Um, if you've ever taken apart one of those things, the D-pad is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, oh yeah. That's why I'm not even bothering. <laughs> yeah, don't bother trying to fix it. You'll find some guide. You'll find some... It's weird when you do the guide for that type of thing, you'll find there's two different groups of people and it was really apparent with like the, the setup for the, the mixer we've got here. Mm. It is like dudes in their 50s filming it on a phone like like vertically <laughs> like dude <laughs> cannot trust your guidance here yeah, because you're, you're filming the phone. vertically the phone. or it's five-year-olds yeah and you're like should you be able to do this yeah. <laughs> i mean your motor skills and dexterity shit the bed i mean <laughs> but this is great and all but there's a serious chance you might be electrocuted yeah, your kids go get an adult yeah because that's what i did when i cracked open my ps4 when it first started running loud the first thing i did was youtube how to clean a ps4 and uh, two of them were in Spanish. Okay. So I don't know why. Every so often, my uh, my Google account just thinks I'm in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Every so often, my, it'll, the page will go to Spanish and all my uh, return results will be in Spanish. But I, then I eventually found one guy. Says, Look, this is what you do. It'll take you five minutes. Get a tin of compressed air. Get yourself a nice clean surface. And just blast it out and the right angles. Like, clean out all the thing. Make sure you take the battery pack out without ripping out the three tiny fragile cords that hold it together. Mm-hmm. And it's just literally, it's a case of, it sits in kind of flat. Then you have to flip it out and to the left to right. get in underneath and clean it. You will sweat more than you have ever sweated before when you just take this battery out of the PS4 and flip it to the left. Your hands are shaking. <laughs> you just, the sweat is hitting the ground just in tremors. <laughs> I, uh, when I was taking apart the laptop to put the, the SSD drive in there, I had to like lift, I had to pop out the keyboard with enough force to lift it up and out because it's all just held in place by plastic pushing in. You need to kind of lever in there yeah. with a, a screwdriver and just pop it up as you go around. But if you have to lift it hard enough to lift it out the hold, like the casing, and then you have to like stop yourself immediately and then slowly reach underneath for like three or four pieces of ribbon. And it because yeah. it's all ribbon connectors that are holding everything in place, and everything's held in place. So it's like the ribbons latched into like a, a tiny little plastic thing, no bigger than like your pinky like fingernail. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I was like, I'm absolutely shitting myself. <laughs> it is fun. I like it. Yeah, I like I like, <laughs> I like kind of building and rebuilding things because with the new gaming PC, the first thing I did was right. I need to look into this thing and see what it's running, so I can see what I can upgrade and what I can yeah try and improve. To be honest, it was an MSI computer, so it was fairly well put together. Those are good, yeah. Yeah. So there wasn't much I played with. Like I said, I put the SSD drive in just because the first thing that uh, Argic always says is the minute you get a new PC, first thing you do is chuck an SSD in there. You're going to be fucking thankful for it. Yeah. So, I mean, he's worked in the same place for fucking eight years or something now, so I'm going to trust him. Yeah. So he knows his shit. I, uh, I, we started watching 
randomly watched uh, Linus Tech Tips videos. Mm. Fucking hilarious. Like, when, he, when he's talking about interesting stuff, it's fun to learn new, like, terms and understand how things work and all get put together. He's like, next level, he's way beyond what I know. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't fucking clue half the thing you just said there, but it sounds about right. I don't know what a PCIP express lane is, but fuck it. Um, but whenever he starts fucking in with like, I'm going to start replacing all this in my office, you go, oh boy, this is going to be good. And he would just like start ripping shit out of computers yeah. and go, what time I just hot glue this? And you're like, oh no, <laughs> why are you doing this? He was doing, um, just doing a general like server maintenance at some point this week and I just watched that video last night I don't think I laughed that hard in ages I don't know why it was just something about him going well I'm, he's really cavalier and he's gonna just like he's just gonna do it I'm just gonna yeah. go right ahead and do this and then it's five minutes later I'm just going oh shit <laughs> <laughs> oh shit moments are fucking fantastic in yeah. I did actually I sent it uh, like forwarded it onto our IT guy and he goes oh this is really funny by the way apropos of nothing uh, I'm going to be joining you for the next big IT thing you do just for shits and giggles just to see how you, just to see the process it's, it was always something that uh, I looked into as a kind of career because when I first left school I had that shit the bed moment of I don't know what I'm going to do Yeah, I can kind of use computers fuck it I'll try that because I never thought in a million years that I'd be studying fucking law Thanks to certain incredibly helpful teachers at our, our old high school, <laughs> <laughs> but I went into the went in to do some sort of base level college course, finished it. Then I thought, don't want to work with computers. There's, there's far too much to do there, and I can't program for shit. Can't write scripts. Can't understand many uh, programming languages. But programming languages are a foreign language. Yeah, it's, it's if you treat it like that, they make more sense. Yeah. Only there's very severe consequences to poor sentence construction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's much more. There's a lot more expensive consequences to poorly written code than a poorly structured sentence. Donde esta la biblioteca is a, a very serious thing. <laughs> I'll have you know, people get very defensive about libraries. As, I, as they should. Yeah. People should read read more and maybe think about what they're speaking about. Or, just... or just audiobooks. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, almost I'm almost done reading. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it is. I just every time I pick up a book, I'm like this is, is probably better as an audiobook. <laughs> yep. I, I, I there's a few books that I've got that I'm like I, I enjoy reading this or I'm forcing myself to read this because I need to learn what's mm. in the book. Other than that, I just I'm looking for that uh the audiobook version. And it doesn't help but you I'd love to be able to like, oh just what if I pretend that I'm making the audiobook in my head? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's not going to work. I had this conversation with someone recently. The, the, um, the whole books versus comics and comics and comics and comic books against um, audiobooks. Because we were talking about, you know, what was the last thing you read? It was a real fucking pretentious conversation. I have no fucking idea why I started it. Yeah. But, um, they asked, oh, I read this book. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, how'd it end? But it ended with someone dying or getting burnt. And I'm like, yeah, it did, it did end that way. I was like, oh, what a twist. <laughs> and they went, what was the last thing you read? Now I went, I read a, a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> then they went, oh, you read a comic book? Comic books don't count. Comic books don't count. They're not literature. Well, they kind of are. Yeah. And then they went, oh, the last thing I read was Neil deGrasse Tyson's book. And I went, where'd you get that from? Audible. I went, yeah, you read it, did you? <laughs> I, I downloaded the Kindle version too. It totally counts. It's exactly. I've got the Kindle White. It's like so you've reading got a page marker. It's on my phone. I, I, I read it. I've got a, book, a virtual bookmark and everything. Yeah, I fucking hate it. Like, as long as you're reading books, who gives a shit? If, if comic books, 
I've always I keep having this come back to this discussion with a lot of people. Right. Comic books, fair enough, it's not your usual hybrid literature. You're still reading a book. It still counts. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't look down on the comic book readers. There is something different about building the entire thing in your head though. Yeah, I quite like it. Especially when you're reading a really good fantasy book. Yeah. Like the Patrick Rothfuss books, like In the Name of the Wind and Fuck it wasn't. I can't remember the name of the other one, but I think it's called The Kingslayer Chronicles. Uh, I think I've heard of those, but yeah. mm, can't remember what the like hell they that, are. that was, or any kind of fantasy book that you can think of. Yeah. Like reading Lord of the Rings back in the day, back when in primary school. Yeah. Building up that in your head, especially before the movies. Yeah. <laughs> then you're just think, thinking, oh, I wonder what Gandalf looked like. I wonder what this battle looked like. And particularly for me, was imagining what Gollum actually physically looked like. Because he's, he's alluded to for like a couple of books, a little yeah. hints and references, and then it actually gets reviewed. You know, oh. And I remember. Samwise very very vividly describing what Gollum looked like saying this is he was a horrible creature with kind of grey scaly looking skin with very very thin wisps of hair and very jagged and pointy teeth and just a horrible mess of a creature yeah. then you build that up in your head and just holy shit Gollum must look fucking disgusting and Andy Serkis fucking nails it yeah Andy Serkis yeah he, he does kind of get it down pat best example of the like the, the books to movies thing for me was uh it was like for me it was aragon i actually really loved the aragon series the movie killed my love for the franchise i didn't yeah, read I, the last book i've been i've been told that the the first aragon movie is a tough watch oh it's bad it's really bad i'm pretty sure they just hired foreign people for the dwarves really didn't even hire small dwarf foreign people just foreign people like oh they're from a strange mystical land and you're like Pretty sure that guy is like Malaysian. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. <laughs> he's, that he's, guy's Malaysian and he's six foot nine. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not a dwarf, he's just a very, very tall Malaysian man. He's almost as big as the dragon. Um no, those 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 books were fantastic reading for like young teenage me. I loved the hell at them. And when it was you know, the the end of the second book was fantastic and then uh Christopher Pellini's like, I'm gonna do the, the last one, it's coming out now. But the movie will come out first, so we'll go see the movie. I was like, oh, I can't wait for this, can't wait for this and then just I left that cinema feeling betrayed. That's the only way I can describe <laughs> you know, it. Let down, kind of like how I felt watching the the Hobbit movies. Yeah. No, yeah. I dragged my family to see these. I was like, "This is going to be great. It's going to be oh, great." You my dad dragged was your like, family to see the Aragorn. Yeah, my dad was like, "I don't think it's going to be that good." And I'm like, going to be "It's going to be amazing." <laughs> it's going to be disappointing. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I left that cinema feeling. I, I was sitting there during the middle of it, feeling embarrassed. And I was like 15, so but if I could have, like, if you could go back in one moment and just give yourself a drink for it to get through a moment, yeah, that would be that moment. <laughs> go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice. I'd tell myself not to go and watch Aragorn. Yeah. I now, for me, it would be don't go and watch uh, the Alex Ryder movie with your family. Remember the Alex Ryder books? The Anthony Horowitz books. I remember Anthony Horowitz. I remember my brothers reading the Alex Ryder stuff. Yeah, I remember because I've read all those books. Yeah. A old friend from primary school got me one of the, I think, what was the first book called? Stormbreaker. Yeah. Got me Stormbreaker for my birthday. I fucking devoured that. Um, I think it was during a spate where I wasn't too, wasn't too well. I think the, the old asthma was flaring up, so I just, yeah. I was in the house quite a lot. So I got that book. Then uh, parents just, I, was, I had my nose in this book constantly. We'd go out, like we did quite a lot in those days. We'd go out to Glasgow or something, nose in the book. We'd go and see family, nose in the book. Finished it within about three days. Yeah. Then uh, I said to my dad, I need to get the next one. Next one's out. And he went, how much are they? He looked in the back. I think they're about £15. And he went, 
I don't fucking know. Well, you might just need to wait for a bit. <laughs> and I bugged them for so long to get the next book. Then I think I read all of them up to a point. And I think it ended with a, a Scorpio, which was pretty good end in the book. And I always just thought to, like when I was talking to my older brothers, it'd be really cool if they made a movie about that. Then I watched the movie and same reaction with you were there going, I went, that's not how it went. They, what, <laughs> they did it wrong. I can't remember coming out the cinema. Mom just went, did you like that movie? I went, no. We, uh, <laughs> Why is Stephen Fry in it? <laughs> he doesn't need to be in it. Why is Stephen Fry in it and he's not the Prime Minister or something? <laughs> he's just some random dude that works in a toy shop that's a cover for a like a spy factory or something. Or spy gadget factory. We had such a... Me and my brothers had a real good love of Darren Shan, who wrote the vampire yeah, novels. <laughs> and John wrote, C. Riley. Yeah. Uh, he made... <laughs> We were waiting on those uh, movies coming out because those were the ones that's like that was the first time we did those discussions of wouldn't this be great for a movie and we started doing those like fantasy castings of, like oh to put this person yeah. in this role this person in this role and we were just like enjoying ourselves like really looking forward to this whole thing they go, they're actually doing it it's Holy gonna be shit. it's gonna yeah. be amazing and then my brother went to see it and came back he said I'm really angry <laughs> he's not an angry person he just left that cinema feeling just seething rage <laughs> just betrayed. And uh, when it came to the, the Demonata series, which was a lot of fun, it was a really, it's a weird way of taking on demons, but like yeah. it really works, like, they really stick to it, and it's kind of it works within its own rules. Um, they kind of kept going with that series, and it was way darker and way greater because almost nothing happens to the main hero in uh, the the vampire saga. Yeah. But when it comes to the Demonata world, I think like. 90% of the main cast die throughout the course of the story. Sounds about right, yeah. Storyline, and it's, it's always about impossible odds and, like, de- like hordes of demons and stuff. Yeah. And it's not even people just, like, dying. Like, nobody just dies in their sleep. It's like people getting torn to pieces. Yeah. Right. I never want to see them make this movie. They're going to fuck it up no, worse no, than they no. did the vampire stuff. <laughs> yeah, there was a... The first movie, what was it? Cirque du Freak? Cirque du Freak, and it covered... I think it was the first three books, because yeah. the books are very small. Yeah, for very small vampire books. That was the one with... John C. Riley and I never read the books myself. I think I had one of the books, but I never really got around to reading it. They're fantastic pulp fantasy. They're but, really they're all, when you read them when you're like fifteen, when you're like the age of the main character, you're like, yeah, you're this like, is shit. awesome. I relate to this guy. It's like, the same thing as the Harry Potter novels. Yeah. If you read them when they yeah, came out, it was I, I read phenomenal. I read all of those books. It was awesome. <laughs> we were wizards, <laughs> and I never read any of those books. I didn't like Harry Potter. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I always remember particularly where we grew up. It was. You either read Harry Potter or you read Lord of the Rings or you're one of those weird freaks that did both. Because everyone else was talking about how good Harry Potter was. And I just went, hey guys, you ever read Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Fellowship of the Rings, a great book. There's Sharp Dom, fat fucking idiot. The, the problem is that the Lord of the Rings came out long before. Harry Potter saved the British like public for reading. Yeah. There's no denying that. Back, like, yeah. they brought, it brought reading back. People getting saved trampled the to get Order readers. of the Phoenix and... But then Last nobody circled back to read Lord of the Rings because the yeah. movies came out and it's like, well, yeah, it was, fuck I'm, it, what's I'm the not going to read these massive books when there's a three-hour movie out. Yeah, the three-hour movie is enough, sir. Yeah, which I, I get, but I, th- I just thought, if you're going to see, if you want to see fantasy, if you want to see a fantasy setting where there's wizards and swords and stuff, or there's wizards and magic, Lord of the Rings was just a better way to get that for me. But, again, philosophy here is always, you know, if it doesn't hurt anybody... Yeah. I just preferred Lord of the Rings. I for just the Harry Potter series for a lot of kids was just if you read it as it came out and you were oh, yeah, about the gateway. right age, 
it's a massive like kind of it's, it opens a lot of doors to people and there's a lot of people you wouldn't expect yeah. to be interested in a fantasy novel like the amount of people who are like oh yeah I've got like a little Harry Potter tattoo you're like excuse me what? <laughs> <laughs> that makes you a better person huh. <laughs> although the weirdest you know when you see the kind of the plot lines almost like someone started reading Harry Potter now they started reading uh, the, the Aragorn books now they're reading the Golden Compass series now they're yeah. reading um Series of unfortunate events, or that kind of those kind of track lines that you follow. Mm-hmm. The best one that I ever seen. I was talking to a friend or someone that I used to hang about with like, quite a lot at college. She went, "Oh, I read the the Harry Potter books." And I was, "Oh, cool. What did you go in after that?" They went, "Then I went from Harry Potter to Series of unfortunate events." I was like, "Okay." And then what did you read after that? And she said, "Oh, then I got really into Edgar Allan Poe." Then I went from Edgar Allan Poe, and I found out about this guy. Do you know him? He's called H.P. Lovecraft. Okay. And I went, how the fuck do you go from Harry Potter to Eldritch Horror so fucking quickly? <laughs> and at the age of 18 as well. You skipped a few stages there. Yeah, just, well, they're all basically the same kind of shit. I went, okay, removing a series of unfortunate events which has no magic yeah. whatsoever. It's basically, it's kind of a light teen detective novel because if you see it, Lemony Snicket, he's, de- mm. he's trying to put the pieces together what happened to the Baudelaire children. You've got Golden Compass, which is all about sort of magicians and the familiars uh-huh. you obviously got Harry Potter that's a bit magician then you've got Edgar Allan Poe which is a bit depressing soul crushing mental states <laughs> and just darkness <laughs> then you've got Eldritch Horror about people facing a demon who's so cosmically powerful that he can't even utter one word of his name or one letter of his name without going insane I failed to see the connection here and all she said was I had a weird library okay <laughs> and I went Fair. I even dad dad left the books out for a yeah. little while. I was like, oh, just a- she got into dad's study and just kind of went, okay, let's read <laughs> Lovecraft and Tales. Oh, that big black book that seems to be <laughs> radiating evil. <Yeah. laughs> the Necronomicon, ah. page one. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Oh God, a giant squid monster from hell. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I could do with that sort of thing. Then to read the Necronomicon because other than just knowing the story points, would just from uh like wikipedia guides because mm. i just one thing you, you click one link yeah another, and that, the wormhole opens uh, and you're four just, hours later i was like oh god what the yeah, hell <laughs> just, why do i know that why do i know what the offspring of cthulhu is called <laughs> all 12 of them yep <laughs> no I, this is apparently cthulhu can just send versions of himself yeah into different realities and they're just called cools c-h-u-u-l's he can just you know rip off a tentacle and throw that into another reality and there's just mini Cthulhu. <laughs> i give you this piece of the squid. Here's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, my dick. <laughs> there's a separate name for Cthulhu's dick. There we go. Episode title. <laughs> Probably. H.P. Lovecraft was a weird dude. He said the, the idea for Cthulhu just came fully formed in a dream or something like that. Jesus. <laughs> there was something, there was a, obviously if you watch Supernatural there was the whole thing where he was visited by demons and this is what gave him the idea for Cthulhu. But if you apparently read into H.P. Lovecraft, there's some horrendous thing that allowed him to just think of Cthulhu. Hmm. Probably not a happy childhood. Yeah, probably a little bit disturbed. Maybe touched in the head. Yeah. Touched something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yep. He went to an all-Catholic boys' school. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The janitor did what? (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I've been watching uh i've been watching random uh podcast clips and i didn't know that grace helbig had uh, her own podcast yeah not too deep yeah. i was yeah. just because as per usual going through random co- comedy clips and uh, bert kreischer pops up and just see that he was on it i was like huh it's an odd yeah. pairing but it was good it was a good podcast yeah 
when you watch, if you go on YouTube and just type, just say if you start at the the most often used podcast starting point, which is Joe Rogan. Yeah. If you look at Joe Rogan, just say, oh, I really liked his interview with Joey Diaz. Then you follow that and just, oh, Joey Diaz was on, uh, what the hell's, uh, he was on Bill Burr's podcast, the Monday morning, or the, was it the Monday morning podcast? Monday morning podcast. Then you just keep following that down. You just, oh, he was on Bert Crusher's podcast and Bert Crusher was on this Tom show. Segura's then show. Was on Tom Segura. Then Tom Segura knows Grace Helbig and Grace Helbig knows these people. And it's just, there's a lot of interconnect, interconnections between podcasters because yeah. they just kind of, Almost like some kind of ball of fucking hamsters just rolling over each other. There, there's yeah. a lot of, a lot of connection. I think it's at some point podcasting became huge. And, oh yeah, yeah. And it, it's a lot of the comedians have actually been there from the ground up. Like yeah. that's something you should really point out is that, like the first major podcast was Mark Maron. Yeah, and although I think Mark Maron he did a lot of podcasts, but I think he's only just slightly behind or slightly in front of Jimmy Pardo. Jimmy Pardo, he got a lot that. of people put Mark Maron first. I don't know why. Jimmy Pardo, when I stopped listening to him, was on about two thousand five hundred odd episodes. He he was up there. I think Mark Maron might have more, but I don't listen to his podcast. Mark Maron was there, I think, first. I think don't know how many episodes he puts out, but I think he was doing like a weekly thing. Yeah, and uh, he was. I think he's referred to as him and Adam Carolla apparently. Uh, oh yeah, he got in a he got in a lot of trouble. Like certain comments and stuff that he made, I, I didn't really look in because I thought, oh, Adam Carolla, he's he does a lot of stuff with Kevin Smith, yeah. or did a lot. Of, he did some podcasts with Kevin Smith. He, he's he a was the voice guy. of death on Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, and that's the only thing I knew him from. And then all of a sudden, he turns out he's the the big shit in podcasting. Like, huh? Interesting. Did not know that. Although apparently, it's just one of those, one of those long line of one and one. Fucking hell, I can't talk. How one, about that? <laughs> One in those very long line of comedians that uh, got in trouble for saying something out of context, or what I call the Bill Burr effect. <laughs> when Bill Burr, particularly because I was listening to it on the way up here and we listened to it for the past couple of days, because it's about a three hour podcast that he did with Joe Rogan. Right. Which has been listening to the most recent episode with oh, Bill yeah, Burr. He did one, one, two, one, nine, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a quite recent one. And just a lot of things that he said in there could be clipped and used against him. Yeah. They could be cut in a certain, edited in a certain way that could make him seem very unfavorable. He did art though. It was a, he's said a lot worse, and he's yeah, said a lot of it yeah. on stage with a mic and a camera. Yeah. Like the the bit that he has about there's uh, the reasons to hit women. Yeah. Oh, there's never not. There's never a reason to not hit a woman. Yeah. And there's plenty. And all he says in that point is there's plenty of reasons to hit a woman. You still shouldn't do it. A woman could be, you know, getting on your case. You could hit her. You shouldn't hit her. You better not hit her, but you still have a reason to hit her. That um, probably did get him in a lot of trouble, <laughs> let's be fair. Oh, yeah. yeah. That and his general stance on uh, needing a planetary wide uh, kind of just, just a little bit of a thinning of the herd. <laughs> Three specials in a row now. He'd be yelling about yeah. this, and you're going to fucking uh, listen. <laughs> he, it was his stance on, um, he's talking about, uh, he's, I don't get why people are still harping on about this. But the the whole standards of beauty thing. It's mostly comedians that are talking about it. It's just all oh, uh, people are saying that women are being held to an unnecessary standard of beauty. Oh right, the uh, uh, top of the Joe Rogan clip. Yeah, yeah, there was that the thing of the UK is going to ban certain ads. Yeah, and if adverts, uh, you ads, can't. I think it's ads that portray an unrealistic or unobtainable body type or something. Yeah, un- unobtainable body types and uh, stereotypical gender roles. Yeah. Um, you can show, as a, there's like caveats in there to make it like, 
you can't just have a woman in the kitchen a guy should be also running the kitchen yeah um you can't just show a guy doing construction work you should show the woman doing construction work as well yeah you need to just show both sides doing the same jobs which yeah. is fair, I, I, I guess i totally agree with that and i, I do think that I think it all sparked from a very bad Tesco ad from like two years back yeah. over Christmas where the mum just fucking lost it, like trying to organise Christmas and then gets made sit at the kitty table. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was bad. That yeah, was fucking you, you stupid. You got in trouble for that one, didn't you? <laughs> but I, I, I can agree with that. Just talking about it, like, there shouldn't be sort of pigeonhole gender roles. I mean, if you want to, you want to be a dude and you want to be a makeup artist, do it. There shouldn't be it. anything. It's not me, but I, I don't really agree with the whole we're all held to an unobtainable standard of beauty. No one's been held to anything. No one's going to look at a supermodel and say, I must be that, unless you're a teenager. Yeah, but then part of the argument is that, as guys, we don't feel that way. Yeah. But then there's a woman out there who just feels this weird societal pressure that we just aren't aware of, that we just look at her and say, we're fine, or "Eh, we can get better, yeah, we'll do it this way. Whereas, like, with women, there's a lot more focus on them, the way they look. Whereas we, oh, just, yeah. we absolutely just do not detect it. It just goes whoop, right over yeah. the head. So, yeah. I think it probably also comes from the fact that, yeah, like you said, men just don't really... Obviously, we still kind of put a bit of effort in our parents, but we're not held to some kind of, you must be chiseled, you must be this all the time. We're just, nope, I'm going to make me some goddamn chicken wings, grab me a couple of beers, I'm going to sit and watch <laughs> the game. That's, that's going to be my Saturday night. Well, that's incredibly douchey, this part sounds. I uh, I did actually not a fan. <laughs> what? Not a fan of this bit. I no. started it, but I'm not a fan. <laughs> I if watched. We, if we had a lot of followers, I think they'd just be going, "Dumb man, you piece of shit." I watched. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Season thirteen dropped on Netflix for the UK after an entire day of delays. Um, I actually think at one point my uh, I was watching it on Netflix on the the computer. Downloaded the app because Google Chrome kind of eaten some shit recently. Taking up way too much of that precious RAM. Uh, I've been using Chrome for a couple of years now. I've had no issue with it. Yeah, just uh, with Netflix, it was getting laggy. Don't know what All it right, was. Yeah. Um, and I just I used the app and then put on the All These Sunny episodes, and there's a weird green line around certain things that are moving. Hmm. Turns out that wasn't Netflix. That's just an issue that you can have with display settings. And uh, there right. are not a lot of good, uh, like, Googleable answers that you get. <laughs> the last one I saw was from a tech forum from 2016. And that guy didn't actually get his question answered. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure somebody gave him kind of an answer, but it involves going to a bunch of files. But at the same time, I don't think that's, like, the answer he was looking yeah, that's for. Not, that's not the proper answer. That's just the kind of, it might work. So, yeah, um, the, the, when the first response is, hey, can you try using a different video card? <laughs> Yeah, sure, um, let me just go and sort through my pile of video cards. Yeah. Well, hold on, I'll just pop my spare 1080 Titan out of the fucking yeah. other computer I've got. Um, but let no, me go and find the other NVIDIA. Weirdly enough, I just changed my settings to get the two-monitor setup. I just switched it from one monitor to two monitors, then one again. Hmm. Totally fine. Nice. No fucking clue what I did there. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I bungled my way through that. It's all good. But if you want to talk about a uh, a guy who has like went full-blown chiseled, Rob McElhaney from It's Always yeah. Sunny. He ripped Mac. He is fucking amazing. <laughs> he kind of done the, the Michael B. Jordan thing. Because Michael B. Jordan, he was always one of those kind of in-shape people. Yeah. Then you see him in Creed. Yeah. Then you see him in fucking Black Panther. Just, dude, that is... Dude. Fucking calm down. You're going to bust something. Well, if you see... If, if you saw... Uh, did you watch much of It's Always Sunny? It's it's not much to watch list. Yeah. It's just good. It's a, a really funny show. Um, It's mostly just about... Here are five shitty people 
Hmm. What are they going to do in a given situation? And in fact, no, I'll tell you why I haven't started watching it. Because I was going to start watching it, and then I watched Pacific Rim Uprising. <laughs> and uh, Charlie Day's character is the worst bad guy. Not in a sense of, holy crap, this guy's so evil. Just he's a shit bad guy. Yeah. Just all Disappointing. Dis- incredibly disappointing. And then when I watched uh, the first couple of episodes of It's Always Sunny, I just thought, nope, it's still too fresh. It's distracting. <laughs> I just bought... This de- I bought this Blu-ray. It cost me fifteen pounds. I'm not happy with it. No, I'd, I'd give it it if if you yeah. had enough time. Yeah, go and watch not it. enough time has passed. He's a totally different character, and he's phenomenally good at being Charlie. Yeah. Um, and I've just seen yeah. <laughs> his name's Charlie Day, and he plays a character called Charlie. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, he's really pushing himself out there. There's a, well, the thing is, this started as like a, a thing they did out of college. So obviously they weren't thinking about doing very much. Like they filmed it. Like it's one of those classic things of the person who isn't on screen is filming with a shitty camcorder, and yeah. then they sell that tape to like Fox or whatever. Um, so that's been like the yeah. way they filmed, the way it's been done for ages. And didn't they just on a whim get in touch with Danny DeVito's representation and say, "Yeah, you- almost like as a joke." Yeah. So I bet you fucking won't do it. And he sent the thing to Danny. He was like, I "Fucking love the show." <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is awesome. I want to be involved. And he, he got involved. And he's, he's been there from like season two. Yeah, season two on. Absurdly. I, mean, I just watched, I, I could only watch the episodes today just for timing. Um, so we watched Bird Box. Hmm. But I watched episode one and two. And it was just like classic shenanigans of the gang. Um, first one is the fact that Dennis uh, is now back after season 12 because he disappears for a bit um, at the end and then comes back. And then episode two is just like a regular episode. Uh, oh, they do an escape room. <laughs> so it's, right. it's one of those classic things of what happens if you put five assholes in a room and just make them yell at each other? <laughs> I'd say a lot of the episodes could be summarized that way for It's Always Sunny. Mm. But then I watched, um, just because I'd heard so much about it, was uh, Mac finds his pride. And he'd been hinting at the fact that one of the characters might have been gay. And he was overcompensating the whole time. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking tons of women. Yeah, I'm fucking, that's all I do is just smash pussy. Yeah, fucking, I'm, I'm the man. Yeah. And uh, it turns out he might actually be gay. And it's handled really fucking well yeah. and there's a great episode where they kind of say that he's out of the closet uh, called Hero or Hate Crime <laughs> where um, yeah. Danny DeVito's character uh, yells at Mac uh, he says get out of the way you faggot and then everyone knows it's Mac because everyone knows he's or every, everyone's like, come on Mac's gay and then uh, it results in him being saved from something and he in return gets a lottery ticket that could be worth $10,000. Mm. The question is, did uh, Frank, Danny DeVito's character, commit a hate crime by calling him a fag, or did he save him, making him a hero? Nobody, and it's like legal arbitration. Yeah. About the same fucking argument for about 20 minutes. Fucking hysterical. It's, um, it's probably one of my favourite episodes of the show so far, but then they've come back to it to explain. Yeah, just to kind of break it down. Max actually gay. <laughs> and it, it, he got ripped for that dancing scene fucking hysterical the amount of commitment he's put into it like going fat like going hugely fat Mm. went fat for a season and worked it back to normal and then has then swung it the other way just to to be wrecked it's hilarious it's it's something that I'm I'm quite glad is getting more exposure is the whole not not I was about to say just to shut people up but I I realise that's the complete wrong thing to do but um, I'm quite glad that it's becoming normalised now it's just 
people saying, oh, that character's gay, and there's not that kind of immediate, excuse me, I shall fan myself while you explain <laughs> yourself, young man. Clutching the pearls and, yeah. Yeah, just explain yourself. Because um, in Overwatch, um, you know you know what Overwatch is, obviously. Yeah, they, they recently announced that Soldier 76 is gay. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying, I'm not playing it anymore. Why? <laughs> what stops you? Sure, Soldier 76 is gay, but does he play any differently? His backstory is slightly different now because yeah. he's he's a gay character. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be able to see Soldier Seventy Six, the character that you've been playing as for so long, and you've kind of seen a bit of his backstory. How he's kind of a battle hardened mercenary. Yeah, what does it change your outlook? Well, what does it change your story one iota if he's gay? Yeah, one of the best ways that this has been handled is in Voltron, the main character Shiro, who's voiced by uh, Josh Keaton. Who Josh Keaton has voiced Spider Man and so many fucking things. All right, he's been in quite a few like sort of games and things. He's he's lesser known, I'd say, but he's still pretty pretty good voice actor. His his character Shiro, who's the paladin slash pilot of the Black Line, uh-huh. which is the kind of leader, it, it was found out in one series that he was gay because he goes up to the War Memorial and he sees that his boyfriend at the time has been killed. They handle it very well. They don't linger on it. They don't. All the other members don't see, don't have this kind of. Uh, Nobody dic- sits down Victor- to discuss it or anything like that. Uh, it's just like, no oh, he's gay. okay. Just oh, oh shit, we forgot about that because we were out, you know, fighting to save the universe. Yeah, we were fighting, you know, alien warlords and our giant lion robot machine. Yeah. So hmm, guess it never really oh, came shit, up. We forgot about that. We should go and we should go and comfort him. Yeah, yeah. As long as they handle it well, and they don't make it a big thing, which is what annoyed me about what before they were making uh, Batman versus no, before they went into production in Batman versus Superman, uh, they were talking about making the flash gay I thought, fair enough doesn't really doesn't change the flash's character uh-huh. but the fact that they're saying oh this is going to be a focal point of his story i mean no don't do that have it uh, yeah have it kind of be there explain it but don't just you know like slap people in the face with it and just go flash is gay what the fuck are you going to do about it yeah. you're going to have a reaction to this you're going to be offended by this this will shock you. This like, no, it's a superhero you. movie. I'm you're just going to watch it, consume popcorn, and leave the you're cinema. And you're going to bust out your fan and go, I couldn't take it, mother. <laughs> I'll give it a 4.5 out of 5 when I walk out the cinema. Who gives yeah. a fuck? <laughs> no, it's going to be a superhero movie. Yeah, just don't beat, uh, don't beat people over the head with it. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's not that taboo anymore. Let's just keep normalising it until people just go, oh, yeah. you gay? Cool. Yeah. What uh, pizza do you want? <laughs> that, that's great and all, but seriously, like, pizza Dude, order. Dude, we're fucking starving. Yeah. Get your shit together. <laughs> Pepperoni or what? <laughs> if you see ham and pineapple, I'm throwing you out the motherfucking window. <laughs> I will tolerate only so much. <laughs> it's not like ham and pineapple. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> it's become, it's a weirdly volatile sticking point. It feels like all the energy we took out of, like, homophobia in, like, the last yeah. couple of years has gone into ham and pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'll it just, is. I'll accept you if you're gay, but you better not fucking put ham and pineapple on the same goddamn pizza. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's the oddest combination of just because you get the ham, you get the sweet, you get the salty there, then you get the pineapple. And I'm not the biggest fan of cooked pineapple. Right. When I get it in a sweet and sour, I pick it out. Uh, I, I like cooked pineapple. I just, I, I just, uh, it takes their own. It doesn't hurt anybody. It's fucking weird. It's <laughs> abnormal. <laughs> you should see a therapist or a priest. <laughs> an exorcist, motherfucker. We'll get an- <laughs> There's a demon inside you. Listen, when we get some electric shock therapy, you'll be perfectly fine. You'll go spend some time with your anup state. Okay. she'll read you the bible every night until you get over this sickness you've got called putting ham and pineapple on pizza <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> would it distract you if I said I was gay no we accept that now <laughs> that's not the issue here 
as you take the pineapple. You see a Del Monte truck and go, boom, that would look good in a pizza. <laughs> I do want to get your opinion on it's just on the same vein of like out over the top reactions and food stuff. Uh, Greg's have introduced a veggie sausage roll. Oh, the vegan sausage roll. Yeah. People's reaction to it pisses me off. Ah, it's so fucking stupid, isn't it? If you don't want, it's not. If it right, if look at it because we're both fans of just the cold logical business, like the cold yeah. logical stance. Yeah. For Greg's the baker to appeal to a wider audience, they need to cater for more dietary uh, means. They need to cater for all dietary requirements. Having a veganism, vegetarianism, having a vegan sausage roll is not going to fucking destroy Greg's. If anything. They're going to see the vegan sausage roll and they're going to go in and try it. If they love it or hate it, that's fine. But it's still, it's not anything to get up in arms about. Yeah. Are you going to get annoyed in a few years' time where they make a halal sausage roll? Actually, there can never be a halal sausage roll because uh, Muslims can't beef eat. sausage. Uh, oh, I suppose it's good, but yeah. Muslims can't eat pork. So. Yeah, but you can just have beef. Yeah, meat. you can have beef sausage, yeah. yeah. Are you going to get annoyed when they make a halal sausage roll? Actually, I do remember that being a big issue a couple of years back when uh, there was certain restaurants or certain places were saying that they were halal it was like a, a, a chain restaurant where, oh we're going to do halal meat from now on hmm. and people were up in arms about that not so much for the Muslim thing more the, the, the actual yeah. practice of halal killing is fucking brutal yeah um, taste wise you would genuinely not even detect it yeah tastes exactly the same if anything if you want to be totally pernickety about it if you have a halal steak it's slightly drier just a tiny bit drier I wouldn't notice that you would never even notice it <laughs> I mean, I have my steak blue. That's 20 seconds each side. I'm not going to notice anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be leaking. I guarantee it's, it. It's uh, that dry. If I can press my fork down on the steak and something comes out, that's it. I'll eat the damn thing. Um, but yeah, the, the reaction to it was good. I do like the fact that they just said, okay, social media team, uh, all 10 of you will be on shift today and <laughs> you're just your job today is just to be bitchy on Twitter. Yeah, just wait Every, till Piers Morgan shows up. Yeah, I, I, I'm very unsure because the whole thing was the social media was great about just going in people, this is outrageous, can't believe you're making a veggie sausage roll and then people would come in and the social media team would reply, you know the actual sausage roll is still going to be there, right? Yeah. Like it's not going to make any difference to you. The steak bakes aren't disappearing, you're still going to be able yeah. to get your horrible Z grade beef and pastry. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll still be there for you tomorrow morning, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a whole like series of those responses, and then Piers Morgan shows up. And Piers Morgan, for those of you who are blessed enough to not know, yeah, is those who live in blissful ignorance. It's just a waste of a brain. Yeah, him and I can lump him and Katie Hopkins into the one just human wasted jizz category. They're just these extremely opinionated people who like to make yeah. noise and gain attention for themselves. Yeah. Solely for the purpose of gaining attention for themselves. Yeah, I'm going this to, somehow they just keep winding in this and profiting it into money somehow. I'm probably going to get in a bit of trouble for saying this if this does kind of hit a certain audience, but I kind of lump Milo Yiannopoulos into that. Uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, an insanely intelligent man, has very good points to make. I just think he's far too antagonistic about it. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, see where you're going with he's, he's, yeah. he's a contrarian, he's an antagonist, yeah, just, just for the sake of just it. Just for the sake of it, just for the sake of his own brand. Just, dude, you're, you're a smart man. You have the privilege of intelligence don't waste it being this venomous yeah but yeah that's I, I i do agree with you these people just they are they're, they're deliberately antagonistic just for the sake of you know their own brand or their own personal gain the thing for me though was that when he comes in and then everyone knew this was coming we could all just kind of feel it right yeah oh there it is there's that shaking you know the, the glass is shaking on yeah. the table there here comes the, the t-rex rippling. um 
and he, he comes in and he starts yelling at Boba Wab. So vegans Political also correctness go, gone mad. Absolutely bloody bonkers. <laughs> absolutely bloody bonkers. Political correctness gone mad. Madness. Uh, and just <laughs> fetch the riding crops. We shall ride over Westminster and complain about this. Hi! And you just uh, didn't give a fuck. And then all they respond from the Greg's team was, Ah, Mr. Morgan, we've been expecting you. <laughs> absolutely brilliant. The only thing is, people are like, that's it. They just fucking wrecked them. They ended Piers Morgan. You're like, they didn't. No. If anything, they welcomed him. They just they just said, oh, we've been expecting you. Like, yeah, we all were expecting him. Like, it's a thing of, like, whenever you get the... And it seems to be, like, a weirdly liberal thing. And it's a weird thing I don't get is all you have to do is just kind of half-ass the joke. And because you're on the, like, kind of the liberal progressive side, you get the points. Hmm. You don't have to finish it through, like, that you was a good set completion. Yeah, like, when Piers Morgan comes and goes, blah, 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 blah. Greg will go, ah, we've been expecting you. I'm like, okay, punchline. Like, yeah. who the, like, hit him with the finisher. Hit him like, with the hammer, yeah. Hit him with the combo. Like, you had another one stored, right? No, that was all they did. Yeah. And I don't think that would fly in any other circle other than veganism. There's some other responses, and I was like, oh my god, they fucking got him. I'm like, you need did, to get them with something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they started the joke. Maybe they're going to finish it next week. Like, when they're busy counting their vegan sausage roll money. Get great parry. You need the repost. Yeah. <laughs> You've blocked one hit, now counter. Yeah. Hit him with a counter punch. Anyway, just that was the, the the funniest thing on British social media this week was just the, the outrage of, yeah. I can't believe it, they're they're diversifying their market. Yeah, they're appealing to a wider audience and they're to make money, those shills, yeah. those bastards. I did see that, I did see the phrase, those vegan shills. Vegan shills. The fuck is that? <laughs> Boy, calm your ass down. There was actual issues in the world. Yeah, the one thing that's like to bug me about vegans is the fact that they're fucking everywhere now. They see there's billboards saying "Go vegan, save a cow" or something. Go vegan, save some, save a life. I was like, yeah, okay. I, I have bad news for you. Every every cow you don't eat, I see that as an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I am very sorry, vegans, but I'm pretty sure that since this whole we thing have, is we have numbers to meet. The fact that you're not pulling your own weight means I have to eat more. It's your fucking fault. I have to eat double. <laughs> you have to eat double the steak. I just, I, I, I never, I, I get the feeling that the, the, the less, less meat is going to be a progressive thing that will be an actual yeah. thing we need to look at. And if we, with climate change and with various different things we're trying to tackle, I think a lower meat diet will become yeah. a bigger thing. I genuinely think just the amount of meat that we are consuming right now is not sustainable. I think we're basically yeah. devouring more meat that we can produce. And given the fact that... Our no, the problem is we are actually producing it. We're we're getting there. We're doing a good, we're doing a damn good job of making meat. Yeah. The problem is, I think we're making too much. I think we need to cut it down to. I don't get it to be more Mediterranean. We are we are northern culture. Yeah, we we're eat, de- we, we eat meat we, and potatoes. We eat crap. Yeah, the um, Mediterranean diet is. I'm not going to say it's it's tastier, but it's definitely better for you. It's all more the, varied. All the oils, all the fish, all the fruits, all yeah. the a lot of wine though. Far too much wine. We can replace that with beer. We'll yeah, figure we it out. We'll figure it out. But, but there's we, there's a general shift away from starchy vegetables yeah. to just green vegetables. Yeah. I think that'll help. The only thing is there is that I would actually love to eat more fish. We yeah. are kind of ripping the fish out of the sea at this point. Yeah, we're kinda <laughs> we're not we're not doing good on the whole overfishing front. We're kinda yeah. We need to sort that out. And I think the problem is if you step people away from eating red meat, which is a, a big issue, and I think that's a big contributor to deforestation like South America, they just rip out like huge chunks of the Amazon to make more cow uh, grazing lands. Yeah, that is just what they do. So it's just to produce burgers. So we need to kind of cut that down. But the response to that is, let's go eat more fish. 
Yeah. <laughs> you remember the overfishing problems that we had a couple of years ago? We're kind of speeding that problem up. Those, those things we haven't fixed. <laughs> yeah. That said, though, if you go to any of the kind of any of the countries that have that heavy Mediterranean diet and you have, say, properly fresh fish, it is a taste you will never experience in this I'm country. still obsessed with paella. Oh, pa- to paella. So oh, paella. Paella is so fucking good. When I was in a... When I was over in Spain for the rugby tournament, after the last game, they had this massive sort of Captain America shield full yeah. of fucking paella, and it was chicken and rabbit. Mm. Holy fuck, it was good. I had about six bowls. Just like yeah. I hadn't eaten all day because I knew that they were making paella. Our uh, guide, can't remember, can't remember her name. It began with an A, but I can't really. Remember. I I could probably try and pronounce it, but I'd butcher it. Yeah. So yeah, our tour guide, she said, "You will love it." Try not to eat too much today, so I think I had about an apple all day, and then I basically just kind of I was like a kid on fucking Christmas Eve because I was just yeah. every taco that I made I was bouncing back up to my foot and just paella paella paella. <laughs> then when they got there and they just I got handed like, almost like someone took riding for Mortal Kombat's hat, tipped yeah. it upside down and just filled it with paella. I was just sitting there munching away, going, "Oh fuck, it's so good." Yeah, it's I a, genuinely a... moved to Spain and just eat nothing but paella. <laughs> I actually got a paella pan for my Christmas. Yeah. So I will be making some paella soon. Nice. I'm lo- looking forward to it. Throw a bit of salmon in there. No. Get the Try prawns it. in there. Nah, I can't fucking stand prawns. Prawns, get the mussels, get the like, full seafood. Yeah, uh, go full seafood. I'm, it's something I want to try. I want to try New York food, so I might try it. But yeah. if not, I'm going straight back to the chicken and rabbit. That was fucking delicious. Yeah, I would be very interested if you can get good rabbit around here. You should. Well, I mean, I live next to the woods, so... <laughs> I, I gotta say, there's something thinking right now. <laughs> when was the last time I saw Robert? Oh, yeah, that rugby field over the road. <laughs> I like to scamper in and out of there. that road it? in between Bowness and Grangemouth? I'm just going there with a bow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that Take, was really bad, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that place is just swarming with a little shit. Exactly, I just go down there with my, my dogs, who are, you know, ratters. Yeah. They'll catch little fuckers, no problem. <laughs> Though my new latest food revelation is something that I actually texted you about, Biltong. Oh, yeah. We started getting it in the rugby club. Turns out one of the people that used to play at my rugby team now lives down in the Lake District and just has a biltong company. They basically just get all these meats imported in and they do whatever process it is to cure the meat in the sort of South African spices. And they just make that in different types of beef jerky. And they send it up to the rugby rugby club and they sell it for about £1.50 a bag and you get a fuck ton in it. So every time after training on a Thursday, I'll just go in Take a couple of bags home. Then I've <laughs> tried uh, Jack Link's. All right. Uh, Biltong. It's not as good, not as fresh, but yeah. it's fucking Biltong. It's my new thing. Uh, it's, yeah, I'd it's be a big fan delicious. of jerky. It's it's expensive though. It's salty. It's worth it. <laughs> Actually, I don't mean the salty stuff. I quite like salty foods. Yeah. That's no, just that it, it's not that I quite like some, I quite like salty foods as well, especially during soup season when no one in my family knows how to properly season a bowl of soup. So yeah. there's a lot of good ingredients in there, but it just tastes like you've shoved all these ingredients in water. Throw in an oxo cube, throw, uh, throw in some stock or something, give it a bit of taste. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, quick question though. The, the most important question of the night. Uh, chunky or purified soup? Chunky. 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 Chunky all the way. It has to be chunky. If I'm eating a bowl of soup and I don't get a half a fucking potato in there, yeah. I'm, th- I'm sending it back. No, I think it's soup. It's not soup. No. I, I think, I, again, it's something that we were raised on over here, particularly in Scotland. It's just, we never really had access to just to be able to, we never had access to stuff that'd be able to liquefy soups. That's the thing or is, though, my dad liquefies all the soups, hmm. but I like them chunky. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just a weird personal taste thing. Yeah. I think it might just, uh, I, I, I kind of, thinking about it, I retract that whole hand liquefier thing. Um, I think it's just because 
when people get a recipe from some from some place, it's always about this is how my granny taught me how to make soup. So we kind of keep making it in that style. And on my and my mum's side of the family, they always made sort of massive batches of just chunky soup, mm-hmm. and it always just tasted better. So that's how we keep doing it. But if we ever go around to my my oldest brother's place for dinner or something, his wife always makes sort of liquefied soups. They don't taste any. They don't taste much different. But at the same time, if I'm eating a bowl of soup, I want to be able to, you know, bite into a massive potato or eat some carrots or something or get a little bit of, get a little bit of meat in there, a little bit of chicken or something. It's a, it is a personal taste thing, but yeah, I do enjoy like the chunks. Yeah, I, just, I, I think it's just, adds, it adds a little bit of taste to it. Yeah, that and uh, I, I started cooking like ham hock soups as well. You just drop the beat in there and just take it out after a couple of hours just start hacking yeah, meat off. Uh, if you do it properly, you don't even need to like, cut the meat. You just need, you can take a spoon and just <laughs> scrape the meat off the bone if you do it right. There's way too many fat and tendon bits in there though, just because oh, yeah. of the join. Yeah. You got, I, I, I'm I, not saying that you should. I'm saying if you wanted to, you yeah. could just scrape it off. But I take the time to just like... Yeah, get all off. the good cuts. You're weirdly surgical with it as well. Oh yeah. I you, try and get the fat <laughs> off in one and go. If you can't do that, you're not even bothered. Yeah. I'm not even bothered. <laughs> you start like curving the knife to try and cut around bits of fat so you can just get all the meat. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's the good thing about having dogs, yeah. particularly one dog that's getting quite skinny. Like, I feed him a fuck ton, but I don't know what it is. He just gets quite skinny. Oh. Took him to have it twice. He's healthy. But he just, for some reason, he just can't retain fat. Oh, so right. every time I'm making, if, like, for example, what I made for dinner tonight, I made some uh, tandoori beef. Just literally the dog sat at my left foot, just cut this bit of steak, drop it down, nothing on the floor. Spud sitting there with a very happy look on his face, he's going, hurry up, more. <laughs> Where is the rest of the meat, Papa? <laughs> just, just, dude, hurry up, I'm hungry. But the one thing we did say, the one thing the vet did say is... Um, it's like your dog's very healthy. That's good to know. How old is he? He says he's about 11. Physically, he's not 11. <laughs> I think my dog is some kind of fucking time traveler because he may be 11 in years. Doctors say he's like kind of anatomically, physically, he's about say six or seven. Hmm. It's like, how does that work? And he's just very healthy, very well taken care of. I was like, thank you, doctor. <laughs> Excellent. Can you, you just wait a minute? Just open the door. You say that again. Say that again. <laughs> my mum's in the waiting room. I just want her to hear that. <laughs> She didn't want to get the dog. <laughs> yeah, I we actually discussed um, the idea of doing our own like cured meat billetong or um, oh, yeah. jerky. I am in for that. I can't find good cuts of meat for some reason right now. I really want to go looking for it, but everything I've got has got marbled with tons of fat, and I just want meat. I just want that good. Just yeah. I'm looking for like basically stir fry beef. Yeah, but for some reason it's not there. I assume it's because it's the winter and everyone's so big. Uh, just after New Year as well. Yeah, everyone's looking for the big sort of silver side cuts and. Just big cuts, and I've always got that like butter thing on it as well. And I'm like, yeah. just meat. <laughs> yeah, just I'm trying to think. There's a there's a butcher in Falkirk, Thomas Johnson's, that does really good cuts of uh, cuts of steak. But I think they might be the sort of same thing, marbled with kind yeah. of the fat and stuff in there. I, I'm genuinely talking. I think the, the last steak I had was a couple of weeks ago, and that had no fat on it whatsoever. It was yeah. a delicious cut of steak, but I doubt they'd be able to tell you where they got the meat from. I'm going to try, I've tried two of the three shops that I go to around here, after that I'm going to Butcher's, but I'm going to go down and check that one tomorrow, because there's some shopping to do, yeah. Um. so I'll be checking that, and if I can find something, I'll let you know, um, yeah. next week, or next podcast, we'll probably be chewing on stuff. Oh, <laughs> it's just, you know when you find something new, you find a new food, and you just, it kind of yeah. reshapes how you how you look at food, like, I'm probably the same thing happened to you with, when you find 
chilies and different kind of hot sauces and yeah. stuff. It just changed the way you cook. Now, I don't if I'm wanting a snack or something, I don't look for you know chocolate or crisps or something. I'll just say, do I have any biltong in those? Yeah, like a little portion of biltong or something. Do you till breakfast or lunch or whatever the fuck meal you would be having? Actually, what last thing that did that for me was uh, burritos, and that was just. Because I found a burrito place, I'm like, oh, I love this thing. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. I'll eat this place constantly. Uh, yeah. I went there recently. And the, the nachos uh, that I got, the, the last time I went there, I got a bowl of nachos. And I'm pretty sure it took me about two days to eat the full thing. There's so much in this one bowl. I went to uh, so the place. Good. It needs to be hotter, though, with the nachos. Really? They don't really heat them up. Oh, right, it's actual physical heat. Yeah. Right. I, I, I don't actually have the nachos. I'm like, eh. if you want uh, hot sauce, they got hot sauce. Yeah, I know they got hot sauce. <laughs> but they use um, sort of liquid cheese. Yeah, I prefer grated cheese because when it, when you melt the, the grated cheese, then it hardens. You get that nice crispy cheese. Mm. I love that, especially on a nacho. They're going for that Texas queso though. Yeah, which is something I need to find out because I've heard people talking about the queso and not. Oh, they put beans in it, and I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> that sounds. Can I get that? Yeah, that sounds kind of intriguing. I'd be up for that. It's going to be severely like if we're going to find it if we're lactose intolerant. Yeah, like yeah. when we I try this, way too much milk. I. I pretty much know if I was lactose intolerant. Yeah, but the, uh, I, I went there and <laughs> it was the last time I went up, they were trying out this uh, smoky barbecue sauce. Oh, we made like this new salsa, but it's more smoky and it's it's quite hot. You know, really? He goes, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to warn people about it because I've had some people come back to me and say, that was hot. That was way too hot. <laughs> I'm like, how, how hot is it? She goes, it might be hotter than our hot salsa. Uh, I'm like, your hot salsa is good shit. Like, I really want to try this now. And I actually went back I was like, uh, this week. I was like, oh, okay, this, this. get hot stuff. She goes, oh, you know, we've got the smoky hot sauce. I'm like, oh, that's still on. I'll take some of that. She goes, Give me some it of is that. hot. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> just look at her and go, I'll decide. I know. Oh, I know. I tried this the day it came out and it was delicious. <laughs> I, I like that sting. <laughs> very disappointed to find that place. Uh, it, well, good news is it's on uh, like delivery services. Bad mm. news is it's on, like it finishes at five. I just I actually meant meant to talk about this earlier on, yeah. but Dom should figure out if he can talk about something that he's unsure of. Was he's just sorting out things he's had? I watched uh, Bird Box just as come upstairs. I remember what was I wanted to talk about, but no Bird Box first. That movie you said you've heard a bit of decisive yes. Yeah, and no I've heard a lot of people saying it's. I mean, it's been predominantly a lot of people saying, "Good God, that was fucking great." Like, yeah, it's just it's something that I've never seen before or something I've not experienced. The other people, because if I'm right in saying Bird Box, it's not a movie that holds your hand through the movie. No. You're left to think and imagine, or think up and imagine what the kind of scenario is, because they're blindfolded for most of it. Yeah, the the premise of the movie, and they, they don't actually explain very much of it, and part of what I want to say before I get lost in conversation about this, yeah. is that if they try and make a sequel to this, or if they try and explain it, they will fuck it up. Guarantee you that. It is a really good yeah. movie. I really like it. I do think it's uh, like it's very simple concept of you yeah. don't take your uh, you don't take off your blindfold. You don't look at what's in the sky because what's in the sky or what's around you will drive you insane and make you want to kill yourself. Um, the only thing is that actually, if you're already mentally unhinged, if you're insane, you aren't affected the same way. So most mm. people go crazy and kill themselves. Okay. And that leads to a really weird... We've watched tons of zombie films. You've, you've yeah. all seen the outbreak scene about a thousand times yeah. where somebody goes to the hospital and just so happens to be there on day one of the infection. Yeah. And well, all of a sudden... Like in a yeah. Day Zero. Day Zero is quite interesting in a film. It can be very fucking fun. 
uh, is like a kind of chaos scene where nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, and they're just trying to react like in a headless stuff. chicken scene where people are just going, oh, what are we doing? Uh, this, I'd say, has probably one of the best Day Zero films or Day Zero kind of zombie infection things mm. going on. I've seen ever. It gets, it goes from like being creepy to being intense in five minutes. Oh, right. uh, or not, not even five minutes, one or two minutes. And it ramps up perfectly. I was like, holy shit, they did this right. Um, and, but also the, the film itself sticks to its rules. And it, like, that is part of the terrifying realisation of um, the way that it's, it plays forward in the one storyline of Sandra Bullock getting these kids down the river. Yeah, Sandra Bullock, isn't it? Yeah. Did not know that. Half of the planet is just discovering Sandra Bullock. I'm like, do you people not have mothers? Your mum has every Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah. Go talk to your mother about who Sandra Bullock is. She will make you watch Miss Congeniality. You will not be happy with it, but you'll, yeah. you'll know who Sandra Bullock is. <laughs> and, uh, like... The, the, the forward storyline is Sandra Bullock rafting down a river with two kids. The thing that happens was that she keeps looping back to the just the immediate aftermath. Hmm. I think we're I think the main storyline takes place five years forward. Hmm. The majority of the film takes place in the first two weeks, I'd say. Well, where people are trying to figure out weeks how, the, after the big event or whatever. Yeah. So it's the first two weeks that people try to figure out what the hell is going on, what they can do, who, what is affected, and then there's like a, a time skip to introduce the boy and the girl. Mm. And it's really well done. I, I loved it. There's a lot of people I saw on like our filmmakers, people like, I don't get it. Yeah. There's, there's nothing special about this film. I'm like, yeah. but it's just really well done. That was the other half of the, the, sort of the other half of the argument that I've seen. Like I said, a lot of people loved it. A lot of people saying it was really good cinema. Other people saying that it wasn't, there was too much. Um, there was too much left to the imagination. They didn't really explain that much all the time. It was just, here's what the premise is. Deal with it yourself. Yeah. Again, it's it's probably a, the thing for me though is that it's probably when not is a that an issue. Yeah. yeah. Just when it's, stuff gets left to your imagination, it's pr- usually a good thing. Pop Fiction, one of the best movies of all time. The whole the reason why you get invested in it, and especially with the briefcase with uh, Vincent and is it Jules. Samuel yes. Jackson's character yeah. you get invested with him because you don't know what's in the briefcase the briefcase is what's left to your imagination there's many different theories out there that say it's just it's just gold or it's just it's money it's valuables other people saying other theories saying that it's just it's a human soul and that Jules and Vincent are you know, reapers hmm. it's left to the imagination and I think that's kind of one of many things that makes Pop Fiction a fucking fantastic movie Yeah, and I think with Bird Box that'll be the same thing it's left to your imagination so you can build up or it's like build up or decrease whatever yeah. that is. The good thing about it is that you only know what the characters know. Yeah. You're never going to find out what the hell the thing is that's actually driving people crazy. And I did actually Google halfway through what is the monster. And then there's nobody actually has an answer. There's a suspicious uh, leak of something from like an art consultant or whatever who worked on the movie. Nothing concrete. You never, like, it's never explained, never shown explicitly. So in, in the movie, I'm guessing, you don't see a claw or a, nope. a foot or something. It's all just left to the nope. grey matter. No, it's, it's all just, you see them affecting the world. They right. uh, they can, they have a weird thing about moving loose objects. They okay. cause kind of little dust devils, little swirls and stuff like that. Hmm. And there's one scene where there's three of them chasing them through the woods at the same time. That's fucking intense. Um, but you just see them smashing stuff out of the way. You All only right. see their effect on the world. You don't actually right. see them. 
That's pretty so, cool. I, like, I quite yeah. like that. You never even see it as much as like you would expect me with like a, a footprint. Yeah. Nothing like that. So I'm like, don't even have feet. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> now I really can't picture what the hell this is. But there was all these weird theories floating around the place and obviously it's the, the hot new thing. But um, apparently about a third of all Netflix users and it's like 40 plus million, 50 million. I think it was 45 million or something. I've seen it. Have seen that, that at least set. 70% of it. I'm like, dude. <laughs> that is a smash hit by any means and it's been really quite well received but I'd say like there, there's parts of this film like it's really good to make me feel uncomfortable mm. just not something that happens a lot in horror movies now I'm quite settled in and I know yep. what's going to happen with this I'm like I don't actually know I don't like part of this like it's being yeah, a bit it's uncomfortable deeply unsettling I yeah. think that goes towards making a good horror movie because I think because we were we were introduced to horror movies fairly young. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the first movies that me and my brothers ever watched, kind of, uh, when I was younger, was uh, Halloween. Yeah. And I remember Michael Myers properly scared me because I I, just, I couldn't picture what was underneath the mask. You can't figure him out, right? Yeah. He's just, <laughs> he's he's quick. He's deadly. He's dangerous. You can't figure him out. But then you just kind of watch more. You start to settle into it a bit. Mm-hmm. The horror movies kind of got really campy for a bit. Yeah, looking at you, Freddy Krueger, you pizza faced bitch, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, <laughs> bitch. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Then uh, there was a few really good horror movies. Like um, I know people don't uh, people cry. It's just a bad movie, but I love the movie uh, Quiet Place. Um, trying to remember which one that was. That's uh, I think the first. Quite a lot of the movie is shot in complete silence. I think all the movie. Oh right, be shot yeah, in the one that's uh, you got to just remember complete credit. The first like forty five minutes are complete dead yeah, silence. Complete dead silence. Yeah, I've yeah. not seen that one yet. It's, it's great. Although, actually, uh, the, like the, the the running kind of comparison is hush. Uh, you can't speak. Uh, no, sorry, hush. You can't hear because the woman's deaf. That's a really good horror film. It's also up on Netflix. Totally recommend it. It's a very good, probably one of the best female. Uh, protagonists in a, a, a movie I've seen in right. ages. Um, that one is a certified badass. Um, and she's deaf. She can't hear the killer who's running through her home. Trying oh. to kill her. You know, wow. And you're like, huh, one killer, one victim, whole movie? Really? You know, how are they going to yeah. pace this out? It's really well done. Um, and then you have The Quiet Place You Can't Talk. Yeah. And then so Bird Box can't, it, can't see. Yeah. Like, so what was that? Bird Box Can't See. Yeah. yeah. I think what I liked about The Quiet Place is the fact that it I always like a film where it takes traditional horror tropes and just does something with it. Like, again, there's been other horror movies where you just you can't speak or the big bad will get you. Yeah. But the, I don't know what it was. The Quiet Place done it in a totally different way and it just works. Mm-hmm. Where um, obviously the two main characters they want to try and save their kids. Yeah. But if they save their kids, you know they might say something and alert the monster to them. It's all just about if we speak, we could fuck up this or fuck up that. It's just a really good premise for a movie and it, there are certain points where you just feel really uneasy. This, this film is going to make you feel like there's two main things that I won't spot for you, but there's two main things that made me feel really uncomfortable mm. watching Bird Box and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like how this film handles this right yeah. now. <laughs> it's it's going to get awkward. Of course, that's, that's, not in a, that's not in a bad way. That'll be in a case yeah. of, no, this is going to be... No. I, I think it's a very good mark of accomplishment on a film that it made me feel that way. Yeah. I mean, there have been other horror films that made me feel uneasy just in the sense of that's not good. <laughs> like, uh, what was the name of the film? Uh, in fact, no, I, uh, what was it? Unfriended? You ever heard that? Yeah. That's... Unfriended the Dark Web just made me feel uneasy 
in a sense of that sounds like a sequel. Who the fuck made a sequel to Unfriended? Apparently, the first one was really good. Hmm, okay. First one went down really well. Unfriended the Dark Web. It made me feel uneasy in just how just bad the premise was. This whole, this whole thing can be stopped if you just unplug your computer, just log off. Yeah, you, you could just just not. <laughs> you could just not talk to the people in the dark web, not play their game. I feel like there was a long run of uh, Ouija films or Ouija films. Oh, the yeah, uh, the Ouija films, yeah. Or like, even not even just like the Ouija films, but like those kind of general concept of yeah. you're going to contact something from the other world. You could just not. <laughs> and like this this movie, like when yeah, like Annabelle, just oh, there's a haunted doll. You could just disassemble the doll just eat it into a fireplace <laughs> click, click, boom there you go the nun just don't go to that particular church yeah problem solved i think the nun though was part of oh what's his name shit what was yeah, it? that was the, the conjuring conjuring yeah. yeah um yeah I see something about that i think there's the whole series of the films is there's, there's the conjuring there's annabelle and then there's the nun and yeah, it's un- all part of the conjuring universe yeah and there's going to be another film Based on the the smiley guy, uh, he's a really really he's he's pretty cool. He kind of looks like a, a Zelda character if they just grew him up and made him look creepy. I can't think who that is. His name's not the smiley man, but the immediate one I think I, we of can't, we can't both be on phones, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put my phone <laughs> the, the immediate one I think of is just always a red faced demon that oh. guy, it looks like Darth Maul. I th- oh yeah yeah. yeah yeah that guy. There was a revelation at one point during one of those films that was like. Holy shit! <laughs> About that Darth the the Darth Maul looking yeah. guy, and once you realise how it all tied together, like, oh, oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> it's definitely worth watching those. But I'm trying to find there was something about the guy who produ- produces those or directed them in the original Saw movies as well, who's uh, made something new, and I cannot remember who the fuck it is. Fuck, uh, we, we both can't be on phones googling shit, so I'm gonna. Oh, we can just step back from the We can just step back. Fuck, wasn't it? They, uh, nah, they don't call him. They don't give him a name. But he's just. He wears like in a purple suit. Uh, it's kind of weird. I, he's got the hat kind of pulled down in front of his eyes with eye holes cut, uh, cut in it. Can't remember the name of the character. I think it might just be called The Demon. Might be. It was something like The Jester. Yeah. That's what it was. It was actually the fact that um, the guy who's been directing and producing those films, The Conjuring and the Saw films, mm-hmm. uh, James Wan, is the guy who's doing Aquaman. Yeah, he was offered. He was offered um, Cyborg. He was offered Flash. He was offered another Batman movie and Aquaman. He turned down all of them to make Aquaman. All right, okay. So I think that's pretty cool. It's a commitment to it. That's a very interesting one. But yeah. I did see that he. Um, was it? A cyborg has gone through the ringer with the uh, Justice League movies, yeah, and he's now appearing in another franchise, uh, Doom Patrol. Yeah, and it's weird that he there's already like another cyborg character there, but they're also adding in him. Yeah, and he does fully, not look good. There's a fully robot dude played by Brendan Fraser. Uh, okay, <laughs> Mr. Ro- I think his name might actually be Mr. Robot, but he's played by Brendan Fraser. Well, the the version of him that I saw on uh, like the 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 quick trailer that you see for Doom Patrol mm. looks like. Like a bad cosplay. It yeah. looks like he's wearing a metallic t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's the, got the face thing as well. The eyepiece looks horrible. Yeah. I, I hope they do. I know. I think the last podcast, this is something about uh, Marvel using a bit too much CGI in their stuff. 
I think DC need to use a bit of CGI just to blend it all together. Yeah. Just to kind of make it look like it's actually stuck onto the face, not it's just something stuck. It does look like he's glued onto his head. Yeah, it looks like it's, like you said, it's a cosplay that he gets up before a convention and just sticks all this shit <laughs> on his face. But um, as someone who did actually quite like Doom Patrol, the comic book as a premise, yeah. it's basically just Teen Titans, but they're not bound by any kind of code or anything like that. It's just, we've got a job to do, let's do whatever way we can. It's basically just a bunch of misfits. Okay. It was a pretty good premise, but it doesn't look like the CW or whoever it is that's picking it up. Really I think it's sci-fi. Uh, it could be. It could very well be. But if it's over in the States, it'll probably be on DC's streaming channel. Because they have a thing just called DC Access or something. Here it comes. The the big streaming war between yeah. uh, Disney. Disney. Between Marvel. <laughs> Disney and, and everyone else. Yeah. It's not going to be pretty good. I personally think Disney are going to run, their, seri- run their, net- their streaming service for about two years. Then just go right back to Netflix. <laughs> Uh, I think people are going to look at it and go, oh, I've already got Disney Life for the kid. I've got Netflix for me. I'm not buying another Disney thing just to watch Daredevil. You know yeah. what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go back to watching Netflix. I don't think it's going to work as well as they want it to. Yeah. I don't I don't, I don't know how it's going to pan out, but I, I think with the mouse's money, I'd be willing to bet that they can, they can pull it off. Yeah, probably. I mean, no one ever thought they could make Iron Man a convincing movie. And then here we are 10 years, 10, 11 years so like 12 years after, um, no, it is 11 years. Because last year they did the whole 10 years. Because no, Iron Man came out in 2008. So uh, here we are 11 years later, Iron Man is now pretty much leading the charge on the Avengers movies. Or the last big charge on his series of Avengers yeah. movies anyway. I've been trying to figure out what goes on there afterwards. And uh, I think some of the younger guys stick around for a few more movies. I personally think when, because Chris Hemsworth has, has stated that Endgame's his last Thor movie. Yeah, he's dis- he's not picking up the mantle again. They'll probably recast or they'll just. They leave can it as use it. other Thors. They can use. Personally, I think they leave it as is. Maybe not do any more Thor movies, but if they were to do another Thor movie, they'll probably do what they've done in the comics and make Thor female. So recast, recast. Yeah, yeah. I think. And to be fair, if they do it right, I think it'd be great. But in the comics, uh, Thor currently. Yeah, I think she, I think Thor is still female in the comics. She is a what the hell's her name? Natalie Portman's character, Jane Foster. Yeah, she is the current version of Thor in the comic books. Oh, that's nice. Because nice. Uh, through certain events, Thor Odinson becomes unworthy. The hammer travels to the next available person, Jane Foster, but she has cancer, and the hammer is fighting off the cancer as quick as it develops. But she's still, you know, in late stages of cancer. Well, there's not much that the hammer can do. All right, but she's still probably one of the more adept wielders of the hammer hmm. if they did something like that it'd be fine but Natalie Portman ain't coming back <laughs> yeah that's a shame I quite like her yeah she, she was a good balance to Thor yeah but now that Thor's kind of more grounded and down to earth we don't really need her that we, much we don't really need her that yeah. much but I still think they could do it really well if she was they, good at holding his idiot hand for a while yeah when he was all just I am, I will <laughs> throw my hammer into the air and I'll fly and I'll beat up the bad thing <laughs> what is your solution to this Smash it with my hammer. <laughs> Hit it with a hammer. What's the solution now? Smash it with my axe. <laughs> yes. Smash it with the axe and disappear. But uh, if they do the same thing, we're going to see... If they do the same thing in the comic books and they get in new characters to fill in that role, we're going to have a female Iron Man called Ironheart. Okay. Which started off as a good character, but then she went into her own uh, series, I think it might have been called The Runaways. 
No, that's the that's the mutant thing. Well, she had her own she had her own series with um, Miles Morales as Spider Man, Amadeus Cho as Smart Hulk, and a couple other characters. And she just was so underutilized, and she was more a social justice warrior than anything. All right. And it just thought right, she was a good character when she was Iron Man. Why did she, or when she was Ironheart in her own sort of Iron Man series? Yeah. Because she had Tony Stark as her as her mentor. Because what happens is during certain events, I think it might have been during Civil War Two, when Iron Man is fighting Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Stark gets his shit kicked in, and he because he's Tony Stark and he's a fucking billionaire, can just back up his brain. <laughs> okay. You can just plug his head in via USB C and just download <laughs> his brain into the the Stark computer network, and it basically takes that much a hit that Tony Stark's physical body basically has to be repaired. But he can still basically interact with things through this AI that has Tony Stark's brain. And okay. Tony Stark mentors, I think her name might, her name is genuinely Riri Williams. Riri Williams. Riri Williams, a coloured woman. She made her own Iron Man armor when she was a MIT student. Okay. A Michigan Institute of Technology student. That makes sense, actually, because yeah. that's who Iron Man would look for. Who and, would do this yeah. themselves? And she was really good in that series, but then they ripped her out of there and went, nope, you're going to be in this series now and we're going to underutilise you. And it's just... But again, if they did that in a Marvel movie, it could be fucking awesome. It could be great. It just needs to be handled right. The only problem with that is if Captain America leaves, we're getting the white wall that is Bucky playing Captain America. I genuinely think that uh, the Winter Soldier is the worst character in the MCU. I think he's interesting. I think they're not doing it right. Yeah, they're not using because in Winter Soldier, he was the, that movie is probably one of the best Marvel movies there is. Yeah, Winter Soldier is a fucking amazing movie, and they used him kind of well. He was he was he had a reason for being stoic, but in this one, he's just kind of right. I'll show up and shoot a couple of things, but I'm going to say nothing. I'm going to yeah. interact with Steve. That's going to be it. I'm here yeah. to help Steve. Other than that, fuck everyone here. <laughs> then I'm going to disappear. And I'm going to be underused. But if he was Captain America, I think he would. If he picked up the shield, I think he would. They'd probably use him a bit better because they think, right, this is going to be the new Star Spangled Man. We need yeah. to do something with him. I'm trying Cut to think. his fucking hair while you're at it. <laughs> his hair looks fucking horrible. When Thanos snapped, yep. would he lose his arm? If he'd been there and if he died, would the, he have lost his arm? Yeah, because it's not a living thing, is it? Winter Soldier did that. Oh, did he? Yeah. Because you know, remember the bit in Infinity War? I can't War? remember. I, it's been a while. Like, yeah, the, only su- the survivors of the snap were. The original Iron Avengers, the, the original trio, like Iron Man, Cap, Thor, uh, Black Widow, Hawkeye, uh, War Machine, Nebula, Rocket, Rocket Raccoon, and yeah, I think that was it. Everyone else kind of bit, the, bit the big one. The blue sister, Nebula. Yeah, yeah Nebula. Uh, the Wakandan general Danai Guerrero's character. I can't remember. She's the leader of the Dora Milaje. All right, yeah. I can't remember her name. Fucking cool character. But yeah, she, yeah, she survives. Not Wanda dies as well. I forget, I can't remember. I don't want to sit here and write, wax lyrical about <laughs> Infinity War again. Because listening back to some of the old episodes, we talk about it a lot. It's a big movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking event. Yeah. And DC just aren't even... They're not playing catch-up. Yeah. Although uh, Aquaman is on track to make a billion dollars. Okay. Which is pretty good. It's good. It made more money than... Ant-Man and the Wasp, it made more money than Captain America and Iron Man. So, it's doing not too bad. Yeah. I've still to see it, but part of me thinks that the reason why quite a lot of people are going to see it is just that Jason Momoa spends half the movie in his, uh, in his 
just cutting about in a pair of jeans. He's yeah. topless for most of it, and I think that attracts the <laughs> the uh, the female demographic quite handily. Yeah. But then again, if you if you are of that mind, and just think oh, I'm only going, to see, I'm only watching this movie to see pretty people. Amber Heard's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> with red aerial hair. I did see that um, they're they're going for Batwoman uh, with Ruby Rose. Ruby in it. Rose, yeah, yeah, they've agreed to do a second. Mm, I wonder why they're doing that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I still think could Bat it be Woman. having supermodel jump around in a leather cat suit or yeah. leather bodysuit? Batwoman's a badass character. They need to do it right. I just think having Ruby Rose play Batwoman is more of a we're being inclusive. Can she play this character? Fuck no, but she's here. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen it yet, but I just I, uh, I saw it. And I'm like she looked really. Eat, like the angular way that she looks in certain comic books and like the, just the face mask and the way everything's all kind of pointed down she looks slightly sinister and I think yeah. they've, they've pulled that off with the, co- the costume itself I just I just think that they could have looked elsewhere for an actual for someone to play Batwoman because if you look at The Flash Grant Gustin was a relative unknown no one really knew who the hell he was same with Stephen Amell same with uh, Melissa Benoist Ruby Rose is fucking huge. Well, there's, yeah. She's pretty big in her own right. It seems to me that it's more of a just, we're being inclusive. She's Here's, famous. You want to watch it? She's famous. She's gender fluid. She's bisexual or lesbian. I can't remember. Just here's this character. Deal with it. It's yeah. not going to, in my opinion, it's not going to be good. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll probably try and watch a couple of episodes and then forget about it. Yeah. Because I, I know my, my big series watch in the next couple of weeks, or next couple of days is going to be Titans. Because that's coming to Netflix. Ooh. So I will watch the full full run of that. Because I've only ever caught the first two episodes and thought, you know what, this isn't bad. Yeah. Uh, Robin plays a bit angsty, but it works because of where they are right now. But that's when you said he'd earned it, when you were initially quite concerned about him being like, ah, fuck Batman. Yeah, fuck Batman, but he's kind of earned it. If you, if you realise... If you if you watch it the first couple of episodes, you realise that um, Dick Grayson at this time is basically seeded from uh, Batman, because you realise that at some point he wanted to be Batman. Now he wants to be anything but Batman. He wants to be mm. his own man, and him being basically used as a weapon by Batman, it's kind of fucked him up a little bit. And then when you see the other Robin coming in, Jason Todd, that just messes with his mind even more. Yeah, I do quite like those uh, like sibling rivalry between different Robins. Yeah. They don't like each other very much, and there's a very much a kind of thing of like they're all not, they're all not from like really stable households. So yeah. when Daddy, aka Batman, shows you some love, you just kind of go for it. Yeah, but one thing they always do amongst the Robins is, because to my knowledge, in the current continuity, there's about four of the fuckers. There's Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, and Damian Wayne. They all fucking hate each other, but the minute Dick Grayson walks into the room, they're all just like, "We will be civil now." Because Nightwing can kick our ass. <laughs> then even Damien Wayne just I was trained by the League of Assassins. My mother was the one of the heirs to the League of Assassins. Circus Boy can still kick my ass. I'ma sit down now. <laughs> Circus Boy was Batman. I'ma sit down. <coughs> he can out edge me in any competition. <laughs> I, uh, I did, my, my only thing I'm watching is I, I talked to you about this is trying to push through Sirius the Jaeger yeah on you Netflix. didn't sound enthused by it I'm pretty sure I've been trying this for at least 10 days I think I actually talked about this in the last episode and yeah. I'm pretty sure I wasn't you, you did say that you were going to try and power through it for the last couple of episodes but I, I've got a sense that you still haven't done that I, I, I still have two more episodes to go and I just don't give a shit <laughs> I've told maybe people what you work. need to do is you need to get another couple of these fucking champagne bottle sized beers and just drink and burp your way through that. 
I have bought or have bought a Jack Daniels up there. There was a full bottle last night, and that didn't help either. <laughs> <laughs> but see, then you just get drowsy halfway through. You're just like, I don't want to fucking watch this. I want to go and throw pigeons at people. Yeah. I, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> I want to do anything else other than this. I want to go. I want to go shoot some pigeons. Two seconds later, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> It was nice. the, oh, my actually, my, my getaway from this has actually been uh, one of my favourite anime sitting right there is Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. It's the most weeb shit ever, but I mm-hmm. fucking love it. It's literally, you know, the, there's the, uh, the the tale of the, like, mouse and the lion where the, the mouse takes the, it's the biblical story of the mouse and the lion. Yeah, mouse, the, mouse the, pulls the mouse out takes the, the thorn, thorn out yeah. the lion's paw. Same thing, but scale it up to the mouse being a human woman and the, um, the lion being a dragon. Um, okay. Is the dragon also female? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> they have to have a lesbian relationship, Dom. It's oh, not, okay, okay. It's okay. anime. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but they, they just have her uh, say, well, they, they sit down and have drinks for a while afterwards mm-hmm. and uh, chat about like life and stuff. And they say, oh man, I really could do with a maid to help out around the house because I work all the time. So I don't have time to do housework. So the dragon volunteers and it just... It, gets progressively more and more silly but the animation is phenomenal it looks gorgeous mm. and uh the like the comedy in it's really fucking good the uh when they break out into a dodgeball fight that basically levels a chunk of the city nice awesome i'm always up for uh, i'm always up for fights that level cities yeah or just random actions that level cities speaking of anime did you watch the i don't know if you can technically call it a trailer but the one punch man sort of announcement for season two yeah yeah, um, there's a lot of people... Noticeable downgrade in animation? Uh, totally different studio. Ah, right, it's not boy. Madhouse. Not, not a downgrade, but a noticeable shift It's a in change, and it's a one thing that's been really pissing me off is that people are like, it looks so bad, it looks so bad. It's still four months out. Yeah, they'll, they'll got, polish it. They'll yeah, clean it up. they'll be polished. It will be different. I don't say anything that looks bad. I've seen people complaining about the most banal shit. And I'm like, yeah. will you people just stay away from it and just let it, let it be? Yeah. If it's not the same... A, it doesn't take away from season one. Yeah, definitely. Season one is still a fucking masterpiece. I've still got the blurries somewhere. Um, oh, season one of One Punch Man, just the energy effects, the fights and stuff, how, particularly how just Saitama moves is fucking great. The shifts between animation styles as well. Yeah. Like, yes, nobody is going to do this any better than Madhouse. But no, you can't have Madhouse. They're busy with other shit. Yeah, they're busy making some shit. Sadly, that's not Drifter season two. So. Well, that was Drifter. Ooh, Drifters was good. Sure. Uh, Drifters was uh, an anime where you had people from different points in history working together to fight a fantasy army. Right. So you had uh, Nobunaga, the one of the last like feudal lords of Japan, yeah. and then one of the greatest samurai of Japan's history. And then like from a, like four hundred years before any of that, there was like a great ranger or a great scout person, mm. and they all joined together to fight an army of like evil goblins and stuff all oh, right it's hilarious it just uh, oh and uh the bad guy's jesus the bad guy's jesus yes i am in watch that when i go home <laughs> the uh there's like this running theory of uh the people that are involved they're all people who were betrayed or let down in the last days by humanity mm-hmm. and the people on the good side are the people who are trying to fight and redeem uh like all life because you know people make mistakes but it's you know, not yeah, them yeah. punish them but think about who was betrayed in the last days by humanity Hmm. Yeah. Think about who might reasonably hold a grudge. Who hmm. was put up on a cross? And who was stabbed with the spear, the longinus spear? And I, I, I heard the theory that it was Jesus. 
watching uh, fan service, which is Ruthie's anime podcast. Mm-hmm. And then somebody pointed out, you ever see his hands? Nice big holes in those hands. And I went, oh, shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who could be a mage? <laughs> the son of God, maybe? <laughs> Possibly, perhaps. <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah. Yes. Once you see, like, once with that knowledge, it totally changes the way the show's going to yeah. go. Um, unfortunately there has not been a season two but if you're a fan of uh helsing if you've seen if you've seen helsing you like the animation style basically very thick lines sharp contrast Mm. great gorgeous reds which is good for a show with a ton of blood in it um great fire effects as well which is good because they set a lot of towns on fire (laughs) i should do it's a legitimate tactic i suppose if you're you're angry at humanity the best way to get back at humanity is Oh no, yeah. this is just as a military tactic. Oh, no, yeah. Nobunaga is pretty ruthless when it comes to his military oh, yeah. tactics. So his idea of like, hmm, I need to flush out these people. You can just burn the house down. <laughs> Sounds great. He's like, legit strat, bro. <laughs> just sets fire at houses. Just starts pouring petrol over people's houses. Well, you should see the point when they get, uh, they get guns. They develop uh, guns and it shows you them making a, a peat mire, which is literally just decomposing bodies. Oh. <laughs> they take the bodies from like the first battle, chuck them in a, like a salt pit, and let them uh, corrode just away, boil away. Yeah, and they just let them uh, form gunpowder. And they just they walk away. They come back later on, and they're like, oh, get the the salt peach ready to make gunpowder or whatever. And you're like, okay, uh, that um, <laughs> I was not expecting that when I turned on this anime. This was slightly terrifying. Thank you for the horrific chemistry lesson. Uh, but no, you look with One Punch Man season two. You're not getting a madhouse back. Just no. take what you can get. Yeah, I mean, it's still going to be good. It's still going to be the same people writing it. Fair enough, it might look slightly differently, but this yeah. animation is going to do the business. Yeah, if they, if it was going to be horrible, hmm. it wouldn't be getting made. Yeah, uh, they wouldn't have been greenlit if it was going to be terrible. No, especially not with something that's as kind of precious to the anime community as One Punch yeah. Man. One Punch Man in my eyes always seemed like a kind of resurgence of anime fans because quite a few people that I know that didn't really watch anime were watching anime again because of One Punch Man myself included yeah can we pause I desperately need a piss yeah okay <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Your Push Podcast we, if I, we just took a quick technical break there so I could go and empty myself <laughs> that's what happens when you drink champagne fucking beer bottles there's too goddamn much to drink in this damn thing. Um, no, but we we left on One Punch Man. One Punch Man was kind of the show that made everyone realise that anime can be can Goofy, be visually striking. Funny, yeah. yeah, it can be visually striking and it can be funny. Yeah, and it doesn't uh, have to take itself serious all the time. Yeah. So one thing that frustrates me about certain geeky communities, not just anime, but just in general, yeah, takes itself stupidly seriously. Dude, you're talking about cartoons here. <laughs> the worst example I've seen of that is people that play. Sort of Magic the Gathering, uh, Magic the Gathering tournaments get very, very vitriolic. Yeah, and all I can think of is you're playing a card game that involves wizards and warlocks and magic and ogres and stuff. Calm down a bit. Yeah, it's fun. The main magic here, kids, is friendship. Exactly. Okay, let's simmer down. Y'all motherfuckers need friendship. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> motherfuckers need. Considering a line of t-shirts right now, <laughs> y'all motherfuckers need friendship. <laughs> if anyone could help us with a line of t-shirts, please message us at uh, Jibberpish on Twitter. Jibberpish Podcast on Twitter. Which is Jibberpish. Are we? Yeah, we weren't yeah. fighting for that. <laughs> we didn't exactly fight for that at all. Uh, I, uh, I 
you want to talk about Into the Spider-Verse. I did. And I've been very keen to hear about this. I did. It's a great movie. Yeah. It is, um, personally, it's Spider-Man Homecoming was great in a way that it showed you how a Spider-Man movie can be, how it strikes a balance between Peter's personal life and his job as Spider-Man. Mm. Fair enough. In Spider-Man: Homecoming, it was all about him trying to, you know, carve his own path. But kind of, I can do as much as Iron Man does. That kind of thing. But strike the good balance between kind of home and sort of the personal life and life of Spider-Man. Which was the great part of the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man yeah. movie was Into the Spider- figure out. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse does that way better. All right, because it shows the Miles Morales' struggle with you know he's at a new school. He's he got he won a scholarship that. Uh, it's only he won a scholarship through basically. Well, he left his he left his school, which is a kind of inner city school, and he went to a kind of, I think it was called Vision Academy, which that isn't ominous at all. <laughs> yeah, but no, the academy has nothing to do with it. Oh, it's right. just that he won a scholarship to a very very prestigious school, and there's all this kind of he doesn't really feel like he's fitting in. You got all this kind of backstory. He doesn't really want to just leave his friend leave his friends at his other his other school. And there's kind of back and forth on that. When he's away from his parents, he turns to his uncle, and his uncle's a notorious criminal. So there's a lot of good sort of personal elements in that. And then you get the Spider-Man stuff mm-hmm. when he's he gets bitten by the spider, and then something happens with that Earth's Peter Parker. All right. Events conspire because I'm not going to spoil it. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's not much of a spoiler. But I've seen him looking pretty disheveled and kind of out of it. That's a different Peter Parker. Oh. Yeah. Because th- then what happens? Dun, dun, dun. Is, Kingpin, his big plan is to set off a super collider. Okay. It's it seems like a bit of a, a rocket launcher to shoot a fly technique. Right. He's, he's setting off a super collider so that he can try and bring his deceased wife and child back. Just to be certain here, we're talking about a super collider as in the CERN super collider. Yeah. Okay. As in he makes a super super collider. Right. <laughs> so yeah gonna collide buses <laughs> yeah he's basically trying to collide different universes so he can find the one universe that has his a uh, wife and wife and child in there seems fair enough i it, guess it's a bit of a heavy-handed tactic but again it's a comic book incidentally kingpin has the funniest fucking design you've ever seen in cartoons yeah he's he's always drawn wearing a black suit mm-hmm. he, he just basically looks like someone took a massive square shaped body and just stuck a head in the middle Right. He just looks like a big, massive, kind of Minecraft man <laughs> with a tiny man's head. It, do, it, it looks funny. How are it? the legs? Because right now... It's it, tiny little Dexter legs. Oh, good. So we're basically talking about Gru with tiny legs here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's just like he's this massive hulk of a man. Fear me. <laughs> pretty much. For yeah. I have Gru legs. But he's actually, he's actually pretty cool. Uh, one of the better uses of the character, to be honest. Um, but then the, the experiment goes wrong. And it basically opens up a breach in between the multiverses and different Spider-Men come down. Okay. And they basically need to stop Kingpin's plan and get back to their own own universes. And uh, there's a different Spider-Man that comes in, Peter B. Parker from a different universe. A lot of people are saying that that's the Tobey Maguire universe because like all the scenes that you see him in where he's saying, right, here's my story. It's all him doing the, sort of the weird dance from Spider-Man 3. It's him stopping okay. the train from Spider-Man 2, doing the upside-down kiss from Spider-Man 1. And okay. People are just saying that oh he's out in his luck, so it's just oh right that must be Tobey Maguire Spider Man. We're the enough voiced by Elijah Wood for some reason. Yeah, or it was um what the hell was his name? Jake Johnson. From mm. uh, I think he was in uh, that show New Girl with Zoe Deschanel. 
you've definitely lost me. I, I didn't know what this. A friend told me. <laughs> I just knew him as that guy that was yeah, in the Yeah, sure, Dom. Friend told you. I, I love Zoe Deschanel, but I would never <laughs> sit to a fucking episode of New Girl. I'll tell you that for fuck all. <laughs> I'd rather drill holes in my bollocks. <laughs> but no, all I remember this guy is he was in the first Jurassic World as that guy with the Jurassic Park t shirt okay. that has all the dinosaurs and stuff like that. That's all I remembered him from. But he does a pretty good job as uh, Peter B. Parker. Then there's. Uh, there's Penny Parker, who's Spider-Man from the Spider-Man manga universe. Oh yeah, I did see something, but they're being like, "There's yeah. oh, there's, uh, there's an anime version of it now. We yeah. can post Spider-Man memes in the or anime memes <laughs> community." <laughs> she has a psychic link with a spider that uses a giant robot. Okay, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> then there's Spider Gwen, which is Gwen Stacy from a universe that. Yeah, because he knows Gwen Stacy from school, doesn't he? Yeah, but what happens? But there's is, another version. Of no, it. uh, it's the same version. When no. the breach happened, she, when everyone kind of landed in Miles's version of New York, she was sent a week early, so she just kind of started to meld in with, like she okay. she went to school and stuff. But uh, Gwen Stacy, also called Spider Gwen, uh, in her story, well, in in the main sort of Peter Parker story, we all know, but. You know, she's fallen from the clock tower after Green Goblin basically drops her. Yeah. Spider-Man tries to save her, but he catches her centre mass and the force from her jolting snaps her neck. The, rever- the reverse happens in... I'm sorry, but when they did that scene in The Amazing Spider-Man, the, the, the yeah. Samuel Gaffer ones, I found that funny. I don't know why. There was a scene of her hitting the, the, the floor and I just laughed way too hard at it when it happened. And I'm still laughing at it now and I don't know yeah, why. It, it's, it's not well shot. The Amazing Spider-Man 2, the Andrew Garfield movies... Are, they're not good. Yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is bad. I think it's the the, the version I saw, I think it was because it was like cinema sins. Uh, it, it cut to black immediately afterwards and it was like, ooh. It's, it's kind of a family guy moment. It's just bang, yeah. fade to black. <laughs> oh, what could possibly go wrong? He'll sure he'll save her. He's going to save her, right? Oh God, he's going to have to save her now. <laughs> <laughs> Smack. Cut to black. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but in this Gwen Stacy's universe, uh, Spider-Man's the one, uh, Peter Parker is the one that dies, but he's he doesn't become Spider-Man in this universe. He becomes Lizard, so she, okay, it basically mutates too far. She lays the smack down, but ends up killing him in the process, right? Because apparently mutation or something goes too far. I'm not too sure of the specifics of the Gwen Stacy story, but I think that's the gist of it. And then there's a Spider-Man Noir, who's basically Spider-Man from the 1930s, yeah, voiced by Nicolas Cage. And he is just a fuck ton of fun in this movie. He is so, so we got go- good. Nicholas Cage. He got we got Nicholas Cage on form. He okay. knows he's meant to be playing a bit of a campier character, and he fucking plays it to the elevens. Okay, it is, it's so much goddamn fun. Like his whole stick of the thing is he can't see colors. <laughs> Someone gives him a Rubik's cube, <laughs> and he's just going. It's it's grey. It's some kind of grey. <laughs> fucking brilliant. Right. Uh, it's actually got a pretty decent voice cast as well. There's a. Uh, uh, Aunt May is voiced by an American actress called Lily Tomlin, who I just I thought, Jesus Christ, I think she's I've a heard of her. big name in comedy. She was a she used to tour, like filling out stadiums and stuff with comedy tours back in the day. Very prolific female comedian. Right. Uh, and there's Kingpin is voiced by Lee Schreiber, the guy that played Sabretooth. All oh, right, yeah. Uh, the obviously you've got Nick Cage, you've got. Fuck, there was someone else that stuck out to me. But I think it was just because I'd watched... No, the, the guy... That, there was a character called The Prowler, who is uh, Aaron Davis, who is Miles Morales' uncle. Right. He's, 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 you get the sense that he's been disowned because he's maybe in a bit uh, some shady activities. 
but he's voiced by a character, a guy called. Um, I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm going to fucking say it. But he was he played Cottonmouth in Luke Cage. I thought that's pretty cool. They're closing that loop. They're bringing in, they're yeah. bringing him in for something else because well, Luke Cage is going to be swept under the. You see somebody got work out of that. Yeah, but it's it's, it's a really good film. I'd highly recommend it. The animation is stunning. Yeah, they've they've done it. They've made it look like a, a comic book. So there's maybe there's a couple of lagging bits. There's a couple of lines that maybe didn't really join up. There's a what are known as Kirby dots all over the place. All right, that, yeah. That was Jack Kirby's a way of showing either empty space or energy. So if there's someone firing energy blast, there was the Kirby dots to make it look like the mm. energy was kind of like surging away. It was a weird kind of texture and thing. Yeah. I have seen the, the animation I've seen was from uh, the Post Malone Sway Lee video uh, for one of the songs they did for this. Yeah, I just um, I don't remember the name of it, but like they they showed like they used the, just footage from that to tell the story, and I was like, that looks amazing. Yeah. I think they've already copyrighted that animation stuff because I think they want to use it again. Good. <laughs> I'll, I'll sign up for more of that. And what I loved about this interpretation of Miles Morales more than anything else is that in the Ultimate Universe, when they introduced Miles Morales, he literally just... He was a kid that was bitten by a spider. He had no training, no mentoring. He just showed up, this is your new Spider-Man. All right. In my opinion, what they did in the, the Spider-Verse would have made him better if his, he showed up, he walks alongside Peter Parker... He learns how to become the new Spider-Man. Then, sadly, Peter Parker dies. Yeah, it's a better way to introduce Miles Morales because he's picking up, the, he's taking the mantle. Yeah. But in the Ultimate Universe, when Miles Morales was introduced, Peter Parker was already dead, and he just went, "I'm going to honor his name." Then, because he still wore the red and blue suit. People, people were, oh, Spider-Man's back. People just went, "You're not Spider-Man. Why the fuck are you wearing that suit?" All right. <laughs> and then he just kind of limped on from there. Then they finally realized how to use him. And went well for them but in, in the Spider-Verse is definitely I think the best way to introduce Miles Morales without people just going aye this isn't this isn't aye, right aye. Like, you need you need fuck to this list yeah but it gives you that good chance to do the uh, the Bat Family thing where you yeah. have like you have the senior hero mentoring junior heroes yeah and that is I think if you pull that off right in a comic book it is fucking great to see yeah. the only series that I haven't really seen it done well is any Superman series when he's trying to mentor his son Jonathan Kent because him and Lois Lane have a kid and he's he's a main feature in the newer so yeah. Superman books. Because Batman has Damien Wayne and that's his kind of kid. Yeah. They need to have a super son and Jonathan Kent. Yeah. And Jonathan Kent is actually he's quite a lot of fun, but it's the same thing. Superman every so often just, right, I'm going to teach you how to use heat vision. Let's go. Let's go and burn some crops and piss off your, you know, piss off your grandmother. And it's, it's a weird thing for like, no, Superman ruins those superhero movies because he just shows up and saves it yeah there's can you imagine having that but also the impatience of a child actually, you, you gotta I, write that right yeah you know. the way they've written jonathan kent is that kid's a saint okay <laughs> yeah he was raised in kansas so he's that kind of kansas polite thing going on that they've introduced yeah. in superman yeah and he's been he's basically been told by you know i mean he's been around wonder woman all his life he's been around batman all his life he knows how to control his power but yeah. the thing is, he's just the most bright and cheerful kid you've ever seen. And then when you put him next to Damien Wayne, who's just this kind of little ball of anger, yeah. it's pretty <laughs> fucking funny to read because there's a series, I think it might actually be called The Super Sons. Yeah. <laughs> or it's, it's, I, I don't think that's right. Actually, Super Sons or I think it might be called like Son of the Bat or something like that where Jonathan Kent pops up. And, but just having the two of these these two characters just play off each other it's a lot of fun <laughs> that's the idea <laughs> Jonathan Kent slapping Damien in the back of the head and just going 
like Damien Wayne just sitting there with Dizzy Spells going, Jonathan, control your power. He's just, sorry, I'm <laughs> going to go and burn my name into this wall. As that idea of, uh, like, they'll, they'll have little moments of, like, oh, like, what are you listening to? I'm listening to the American National Anthem on a loop for 10 hours. <laughs> what are you listening to? Linkin Park. <laughs> <laughs> what are you listening to, Damien? The, the Philharmonic Orchestra. <laughs> I'm, dad bought it for me <laughs> what the, the CD? cd no, no. the orchestra <laughs> they got them farm money they're not it's they're not cheap but they're good shit Wait, what does your dad work as oh that's right he owns a farm my dad owns gotham <laughs> i yeah he's so it's good to hear that in the spider Verse is nah, good really good well worth a watch i think what for my money would have made it better was uh maybe a couple more scenes with the different Spider-Men in it. All right. Because they're not in it that much. I mean, he has conversations with Peter B. Parker and he has conversations with Gwen Stacy, but Penny and the other Peter Parker and Spider-Ham. I forgot about Spider-Ham. All right. (laughs) Voiced by... Oh, shit. What's the name of... What's the name of the comedian? Fuck it. I'll I'll look it up later and I'll tell you. Louis C.K. It may as well be. (laughs) Uh, And Spider-Ham. Then they're in it for a couple of scenes, but they're not in it enough, in my opinion, because Spider-Ham and Spider-Man Noir are just fucking fun in this movie and Penny's just this kind of cool character that pops up every so often does a weird anime pose then just fucks off more scenes with them would have been cool but I think ultimately it's about a good 8.5 out of 10 movie I've already seen that it's uh, on sale for Blu-ray and DVD I think so I think it was up on Amazon just get your pre-orders in soon that kind of thing yeah. but I don't think it's actually out for because I went and looked at it on Amazon it didn't show me as like a pre-order thing it just said ready to buy okay mm. it might be on the digital maybe mm, ready maybe. to buy but I'm, I'm not sure I mean I'll give it a go but I'm not going to go if I've got a Blu-ray coming I'm not going to watch their streaming service yeah, yeah yeah I've totally noticed the difference between streaming quality and Blu-ray quality yeah, it's the fact that the, the streaming quality could drop at any given moment but if I have it on Blu-ray it's just going to play constantly regardless of fucking yeah. uh, internet connections I think if we had that issue recently I think it might have been going back to watch something that I have on a DVD and I gave it to somebody to borrow and then like oh yeah it's on there I just I want to see this one scene again but I think it might be in the raid I think mm. it might be in that series um oh actually I've got another movie night coming up so I'll be back to talk about some uh, Indonesian horror films next time we're on um, all right cool there's a film called Sabrina that's on there that looks fucking nuts uh, do you know that's based on Sabrina the Teenage Witch no 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 this is not Sabrina right. the, the adventures of that's the chilling adventures of Sabrina I need to watch an episode of that because if I do that, someday I know is going to watch three episodes of My Hero Academia to make it up to me. Right. The guy who plays Spider-Ham is a comedian called John Mulaney. Oh, shit. Why do I know that name? Mm, you got a picture? Uh, yeah. Um, that guy. He's got a few specials up on Netflix. Oh, right. I think I've seen him in another movie. Can't remember what it is. Uh, Maybe I just think he's in The Hangover. He does look like the kind he of He does guy. look like he's in The Hangover, doesn't he? <laughs> he's, in, he, he's in Big Mouth. Yeah. And he was also in a TV show called Mulaney. Self-entitled. Creative. Yeah, you really burst the creative bank on that one, didn't you? Some bitch. <laughs> but no, the, uh, the Sabrina movie that's on there is an Indonesian horror film about a demon that is inhabiting someone's body and, and a doll at the same time. I'm like, okay... Um, but we, we saw the trailer for it and there's uh, people clinging to the outside of houses like full, like backwards 
you know there's a whole like bending over backwards pose from the exorcist yeah that on the outside of a building in like the third story <laughs> so okay never, cut me, never yeah. catch me doing that shit man um so with that and there's uh, another film with eco always in it the guy from the raid mm. uh he's got i can't remember what the hell it's called I think it's like the night comes for us or something mm. i'm like that looks brutal and we're trying to pick a third film and i think it may be hardcore henry I'm trying hardcore to get henry. it to be hardcore henry Oh, fuck. I always wanted to see that movie, but I can never track it down on Blu-ray or anything. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I might watch it on Netflix because the whole first-person action movie yeah. just looked great. It's been there for like three weeks and I keep saying I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it now. Yeah. I am going to watch it. Honest, I will watch it this time. Um, So I'll be back with more kind of quick reviews on that. Now, hardcore Henry, I've, a few friends have said it's well worth a watch, so I'd, I, need to get, I need to get to watch it soon. But as I look at the... The recording timeline, I think it might be time to draw the show to a close. You, as usual, have your showstopper, sir? Yeah, this time I'm going to present you with a mystery. Okay. This is one that I meant to uh, bring up last week. Is this some kind of escape room? Am I going to have to <laughs> reach my hand into a Mikey pot of guts to get a key? That's, that's not escape room, Dom. That's Saw. That's a totally yeah, that, different thing. That's well, Resident Evil 7. <laughs> I saw some Let's Plays of that. Oh, fucking hell. Great game. Uh, I don't know if I'd be able to sit and play that. Like the actual act of forcing yourself into like pushing open that door when you know there's bad shit on the other side. Yeah. Well, there's a bit in Resident Evil Seven where uh, one of the characters is screwing with you, and he says, "You want this key? Guess where it is." And there's a photo of someone in there. And that basically, is, right? You need to find this guy's body. You go down into the sort of meat cellar, and there's just this guy's body sitting there without a head. You have to reach your hand in his throat and then get the key. Oh. Just, and it. If you play it with headphones on, you can hear the squelching and like that's just all the rubbing about. Go love that crystal clear Turtle Beach quality. Yep, nasty. <laughs> I uh, I've been having a lot about that Red Dead Redemption stuff with weird like little sucking noises when my horse is going through mud, and I'm like, ooh, that's nice. <laughs> nice. Um, so today's showstopper is the mystery of Ken McElroy. I'm assuming the name is McElroy. It's M C E L R O Y. Yeah, it's McElroy. McElroy. Um, so Ken. Um, Any relation? Is it Rory McIlroy, the golfer? No, no, no. Uh, he died on July 10th, 1981. Mm-hmm. He was shot twice uh, from different firearms while surrounded by a crowd of between 30 and 45 people from the main town, on the main street of the town that he lived in. Mm-hmm. What makes him an interesting mystery and a showstopper is the fact no one's ever been charged with his murder. He was murdered by a mob of people and no one has been charged. Basically, Ken McElroy was a dick beyond the fucking limits. Um, He has been accused of, but never really charged with, uh, dozens of crimes including assault, child molestation, statutory rape, arson, hog and castle ru- uh, cattle rustling and burglary. Uh, apparently he's got about 21 indictments but no convictions. Um, until he got into shit with a guy called uh, Ernest Bocamp, uh, known as Bo, uh, who uh, he shot. Uh, basically, he'd been in a feud. Um, one of Ken, or sorry, one of uh, yeah, McElroy's son mm-hmm. came into the shop, stole some candy. Bo said, you fucking stole some candy. Detained the kid, got the candy back, sent him on his way. Uh, McElroy got mad at this, came back with a gun and threatened to shoot him in the back of the like store and um, he was actually like let off the shotgun like the shotgun, he, like he was threatening him with a gun, the gun went off he shot the guy, 
somehow despite being shot in the throat the guy survived okay. and press charges <laughs> fuck yeah um, so this uh, this guy called Bo um, he was he charged a press charge and um, McElroy was only actually convicted of the assault mm-hmm. not assault with a deadly weapon like a shotgun yeah um, so McElroy has a ton of money lying around don't know where from probably not anywhere good yeah. uh, but he paid bail and was allowed to just kind of go out on you know, bail while he was do, going through the appeals process mm-hmm. um, normally uh, you would kind of go home see the wife and kids one of your 10 kids by the way that you fathered with a number of different women okay starting to get the image that this guy's a real sleazebag yeah uh, McElroy showed up with an M1 rifle oh fuck yeah you remember that from Call of Duty oh yeah <laughs> The good old German popper. Yep. Um, the good old comic buster. Yep. He uh, showed up at the bar with an M1 grenade and uh, with a bayonet, by the way. That was a little additional footnote that appeared. Because you want to make sure that he's real dead. <laughs> Give him a couple of pokes afterwards. Yeah, it's just, hey kids, make sure he's dead with your handy bayonet. Uh, so they, he threatens to kill Bo and then walks off. They, a couple of people in the town see this and they go to the sheriff and the sheriff says, look, form a neighbourhood watch to keep an eye on McElroy. You need to just sort this out. You need to monitor this, but I can't do shit until he does something. Um, and then the, they discover that McElroy and like another, like a day or two passes, mm-hmm. McElroy is in the bar where he threatened to kill a guy, which makes me question the quality of the bar staff. Like, how does that not get you barred? Yeah. Um, if you can threaten to kill someone and go back to that bar, surely that's a... There's more than there's more problems than just people threatening to kill other people in that yeah. bar. <laughs> oh, just another murder. It's a threatened murder, you know. Just, oh God, we have no profits. So, oh, just let him stay. He only killed three people. Um, well, he's back in grabbing a couple of drinks during uh, this time there was a town hall meeting to kind of discuss what was to be done with McElroy, like to actually form this neighbourhood watch. Um, they found out that he was at the bar getting drinks. Apparently, the, uh, the the police, like the sheriff, mm. was there to obviously oversee the meeting and make sure there was being there was wasn't going to be a mob. Um, and he tried to convince them. They found out that he was at the bar. Mm-hmm. He tries to convince them, guys, keep it civil, keep it fucking clean. They tell him to leave town and let them deal with it. <laughs> they head out. So what they convinced the sheriff just to. Go take a go take a few laps then. Yeah, yeah maybe it. just maybe go deal with something else somewhere not in town yeah. while we deal with this. Um, they head to the bar with weapons to confront him. Uh, he actually gets out of the bar, just walks out with like a six pack of beer that he bought from the bar. Didn't last thing. Yeah, gets into his truck. He's sitting in his truck, and then the mob forms around him, and they shoot him. I think there was, uh, but. I can't actually see any solid numbers, but there's supposed to be about 15 shots put into the car. Two of them hit McElroy. His wife was also in the car at the time. Mm-hmm. And the main reason this is known about is because the wife who was there when he died uh, wasn't hit. She filed a lawsuit against the city for his wrongful death. She was trying to sue for $6 million. $6 million for life. Kind of goes out a highball on it. Um, she settled it for $17,000. <laughs> Before she left to be with her husband. <laughs> That's just a, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> Look, you you people murdered my husband. I'm leaving, but I'm taking all your money. How about some of the money? Okay. <laughs> How about something? Nah, it's better than nothing. But since 1981, 
no one has admitted to actually firing the lethal shot. No one has actually taken the time to properly forensically investigate who fired the shot. And it has never been proven that any one of those people murdered that guy. And because everyone just agrees that guy was a dick and nobody wanted to like step up and take the blame for it, it's gone unsolved. <laughs> it's a long-running mystery of who shot this guy. There were an, The mob that showed up to kill him was about 40-plus people. Mm. None of them, an entire town has just kept its mouth shut. <laughs> just since 1981. <laughs> <laughs> that is an entire town that understands two things. One, stitches get stitches. And two, don't be a dick. Yep, that town gets don't be a dick. So they're our, our gibberfish town of the week, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> For murdering some guy. For murdering uh, a dick. But yeah, they, uh, that I just thought that was a very interesting mystery. <laughs> Probably not the hardest one to solve, but I don't think anyone's going to be bothered to try and solve it. It's a weird thing to think of that there are 46 suspects to one guy's murder. It's a huge fucking pool of people. Yeah. Like, Surely somebody would have cracked. Yeah. But they haven't. Uh, but yeah, that's our gibberfish showstopper. Yeah. So um, if you'd like to get in contact with us, uh, follow us on Twitter at gibberfish. Or if you want to email us, well, let's try and get this one right, gibberfishpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah, not .org like I thought it was. Not .org. <laughs> We're not a government organisation. Try and email that. Yet. <laughs> we'll be the, we're MI456 and then... We're going to be MI-1. <laughs> we have no government clearance, we're barely affiliated with the government. They just tolerate us because we won't leave. Uh, but yeah, if you want to get that, those are the ways to do it. Um, and we will see you next time.